Wednesday on Drew Berquist. This is my show. It's on Friday around these parts. Looking forward to spending some time with you this evening. Chairman of the committee to defeat the president, Ted Harvey, will join us here in just a little bit to recap the debate last night. GOP debate, obviously, President Trump hosting a rally at the same time. Obviously, we'll get into all of that. We've got plenty of other news to do. We've got, that's meme-tastic, we've got Welcome to Absurdia because it's Thursday. So lots of things going on around here. Come on over, if you're not here, to Rumble, rumble.com forward slash Drew Berquist. That's where you're going to find us. Um, you're going to have the most engagement. Um, so come on over again, rumble.com forward slash Drew Berquist, if you haven't already, if you're not here already. And then make sure you hit that like button and subscribe. Uh, if you don't come over, hit the like button wherever you are. We're, we're still just glad that you're there. If you're on Red Voice Media's Rumble page, by all means, stay there. Um, <clears throat> we're, we're happy just to have people come in and communicating and participating on platforms that actually like us. So ton to get to today. GOP debate was last night. We'll We'll give our take. We'll get Ted Harvey's take. Again, Trump held a rally. Rashida now backtracking kind of sort of on her anti-Semitism. Hillary's back out there in the news. And as I said earlier, we got meme-tastic. We got welcome to absurdity. We got more. It's going to be a fun night. Before we get started, I'm pleased to tell you that this first hour is brought to you commercial-free by American Alternative Assets. We've got a bad situation, folks. The U.S. dollar is losing value. Your hard-earned savings are at risk. But you can act now before it's too late with one straightforward, entirely legal tax loophole. Contact my friends at American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide. Learn how to safeguard your wealth from a failing dollar in volatile markets with gold and silver IRAs. Dial 833, the number 2 USA Gold. That's 833-287-2465. Or visit protectfrombiden.com. Okay. Let's kick things off the way that we do around here with depressing news that's happening around the country. This is the News Cruise. So let's talk GOP debate. And it started off... Uh, well, it, it had this moment during the debate, I should say, uh, with a Trump chant, which was not—obviously, Trump not there, right? It wasn't five, planned. Five folks <laughs> participating in the debate on the stage, and you have you have folks chanting Trump. You have a moderator who tries to, to step in and stop it. Here was that scene. Sounds like a third grade That's teacher. That's the last time we're going to do that. Who was that? Was that Kristen Welker? I couldn't tell from that clip there, and I didn't watch. Just such a nannyish scold, you know. And then NBC with that, you know, Lester Holt and Kristen. And I, I forgot who the third one was, but it was just. That should tell you where the Republican Party is doing debates with those jackasses. Yeah, no, it should. By the way, there's going to be a fourth one. The, the, the debates just don't end. Apparently, we're just going to do like 12 this year. <laughs> well, yeah, they have to find someone that's going to beat Trump, so they have to keep doing And they're going to have to keep looking harder. <laughs> they're going to have to find a different cadre. Dude, they people. even tried to bring out Tim Scott's fake girlfriend <laughs> to add some pizzazz <laughs> to the entire night. I just feel like she was a third grade teacher when a kid said duty during his like you know presentation. Timothy, and all the kids, we're not going to do that anymore. But all the kids were laughing. And guys, we're not going to giggle anymore. This is the last time. Let Timmy get through his 
presentation, please. That's why I can't stand anybody on the left. They always come across as that kind of scoldish schoolmarm. You know, I always called the left the new Puritans, and that's what they are. It, it, it's the, the tone in her voice and what she had to say when she was saying it. It's like, I don't want anything to do with you motherfuckers if you're going to act like that. Yeah. No. I don't mean to sidetrack this, but is this like your Florida man vest you got going on here? No, oh, you like it? I love it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just kind of <laughs> yeah, I like it. That's just uh, yeah. <laughs> thank you. Some fun. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> hey, be safe. Be yeah, have a good one, guys. Uh, <clears throat> no, um, but it, it is interesting. The fourth debate, by the way, Megan Kelly, w- the one chick from News Nation, um, and gosh, I forget the other person are going to be the moderators. Megan will actually probably do a good job. I, I would, I would think. Again, it won't matter. There's, I don't, I don't know why we're doing it, but, but, but if we're gonna do it, you know, have someone who's, who's hot and ask good questions, and Megan checks both of those boxes. But this is so Ron and McDaniel. It's like, okay, what's not working? The debates. Okay, let's keep doing them. Yeah, it, it is. That's so true. I, I almost pulled in a clip of Rana because there's a clip that we're gonna show here in, in, uh, in actually just seconds that she gets called out and she responded. But the response was so dumb that I was like, I'm not even bringing it. I don't want to look at her because she's not very fun to look at, and I don't want to share her response or give her airtime. But let's do this. Let's get into that clip. We're gonna. I'm gonna. I've got several Vivek clips for us, but I, I want to talk about the substance of what Vivek says in each clip, and then afterwards we'll get into our overall view of Vivek. Because I tend to want to jump the. I'm saying that mostly to myself. I tend to want to jump the gun. Uh, for each one of these. So let's let's go through them. Here's the first one where he called out Ron McDaniel on stage as well as the moderators. Take a listen. Swami, let me turn to you. Uh, please make your case. Why would you, uh, why should you be the nominee and not the former president? I think there's something deeper going on in the Republican Party here, and I am upset about what happened last night. We've become a party of losers at the end of the day. We have a cancer in the Republican establishment. Let's speak the truth. I mean, since Ronna McDaniel took over as chairwoman of the RNC in 2017, we have lost 2018, 2020, 2022, no red wave that never came. We got trounced last night in 2023. And I think that we have to have accountability in our party. For that matter, Ron, if you want to come on stage tonight, you want to look the GOP voters in the eye and tell them you resign, I will turn over my, yield my time to you. And frankly, look, the people there cheering for losing in the Republican Party. Think about who's moderating this debate. This should be Tucker Carlson, Joe Rogan, and Elon Musk. We'd have 10 times the viewership asking questions that GOP primary voters actually care about and bringing more people into our party. You think the Democrats, and we've got Christian Welker here, you think the Democrats would actually hire Greg Gutfeld to host a Democratic debate? They wouldn't do it. And so the fact of the matter is, I mean, Christian, I'm going to use this time because this is actually about you in the media and the corrupt media establishment. Ask you the Trump-Russia collusion hoax that you pushed on this network for years. Was that real or was that Hillary Clinton made up disinformation? Answer the question. Go. Mr. because this media rigged the 2016 election. They rigged the 2020 election with a Hunter Biden laptop story. And they're going to rig this election. Your time is up. Let me turn to Governor Governor Christie. Why you... 
So he was feisty last night. He was feisty. You're going to say the least. A couple others. Yeah. Um, but again, let's talk substance of what he said there. I love that he calls out Ronna McDaniel. She's an absolute disaster as RNC chairwoman. Not good. What's it? We shared some stats yesterday. I don't know if you noticed this, but but things have not gone well in terms of elections since since she came into the picture and then remained in the picture, somehow beating Harmeet Dillon, even though no one really buys that. But but that that's true. And, and one of the things she did brag about in her in her little rebuttal last night to, to this particular scene right there is we shouldn't be fighting with each other, which I agree with if if you actually agree. I mean, holistically, I agree. That's not going to happen, and that's also what you're doing, too. But we shouldn't be fighting with each other. And, and look at what I did. I got the, the, the GOP back in control of the House. It's like, no, you didn't do that. And, and, and by the way, what good has it gotten us? <laughs> <laughs> If, if, if it was like, and look at all the stuff that's gotten done, she, she referenced, she was like, we're, we're launching investigations into the Bidens, and this, that's not going to do anything. Nobody gives a shit, man. No. <laughs> they don't go anywhere. It's all a facade. It's all, it, it, it's all smoke and mirrors. All these investigations, all these, you know, congressional panels and pulling people in to talk to them. It's all about sound bites. It's all about sound bites for your upcoming campaign. That's all they want. Oh, I'm holding holding Joe Biden accountable and we're doing these investigations. Okay, so you can go back to your constituents and say, hey, I wrote these subpoenas, but you know, the the system's broken and that's why it didn't go anywhere. So get out your checkbooks and write me some money. Write me a check for some cash. Yeah. That's all this is. Yeah. Now, just to go off of his Tucker, Rogan, and Elon as the moderators, Tucker would be there, you know, dressed all nice, and then it cuts over (laughs) Rogan and Elon smoking cigars while they're there. It would be fantastic. (laughs) Well, but so I love that he at the end pivots and asks the 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 uh, Christian Welker um, the the question there. But then also highlights that this would be so much better if you had better moderators. And he's he's absolutely right. And that would be true on either side. If it was a Democrat debate, which, of course, they're not letting happen because they just pick who they're going to go with, which we kind of do, too. But if you had people that actually people actually cared about no one the credibility of welker holt and whoever the other person was i can't even think of them that's how little they matter like (laughs) if if you had they have no credibility left if you had someone interesting tucker is a draw i know the left hates him but even because of that he's a draw look at how much his his videos on on twitter x do he just is he's a massive draw there's not a bigger draw on the planet than Joe. 11 million listeners per episode. You're right. People would kill to have 11 million listens per year. He gets it per episode. Right. Like, so have someone like that. Any end, more importantly, and the reason he does, is he asks really good questions. Yeah. So why wouldn't you do something like that? Bring more people in. We need more people paying attention to politics. The reason no one does right now is because they realize this is stupid. It's a waste of time. We get no benefit. Have someone who actually asks the questions, don't prep them, don't, not meaning the, the, the politicians. This isn't, you just, you're coming into a, a, a wildfire here, baby. And Rogan's going to ask questions. Elon's going to ask questions. I think you even keep Tucker out of it. I think you keep some people who are a little bit more 
moderate-esque in their views, or at least seen that way, and and let them just go to town. I'd bring in Thomas Sowell or Victor Davis Hanson. They're, they seem to me, those two are, you know, some really great thought leaders that we have in this country who are just, you know, come right out and say, they, they list what's going wrong and why it's going wrong and why the Republican Party re refuses to do anything to right the ship. And, you know, quite frankly, the Republican Party is a bunch of stiffs, man. They're just—they're go-along-to-get-along. Oh, gosh, we're going to be, you know, the happy-go-lucky losers, and that's our lot in life. And that's, that's just who they are. Yeah. So for them to, like, step out uh, of that mentality and grab, like, a Rogan or an Elon or a Tucker Carlson to be the debate moderators, they're never going to do it because they're just not cool. And they just don't have, they don't have that willingness to win. Be I guarantee you that someone has made a deal somewhere and just said, you're going to be the pretend opposition party. And that's just the way it's going to go because we both want the same outcome in the end. Yeah. But I do like the fact that Vivek called out. And you saw that smug little, you know, smirk on Kristen Welker's face. It was fantastic. That tells you all you need to know about the media and the narratives that they push. And Lester Holt is just a complete buffoon. Yeah. You know, he's just he's just a newsreader. The only thing that I like about what Lester Holt does is he does a show about airplane crashes on uh, the Weather Channel. That's the, that's the only time that I ever like anything that Lester Holt has to stay, say, because he is a pilot, so he can kind of, you know, give a little bit, even though somebody's writing the copy for him, he sounds a little bit more author, authoritative. Yeah. But for him to moderate a presidential debate, it's like, dude, come on. <laughs> Any of those, you know, buttheads from, you know, corporate media, it's like, you may as well have KJP moderating. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? KJP with uh, um, Jen Psaki, two of them. They, they would be they would be making out five minutes in, just not even paying attention to the debate. Uh, the um, I, yeah, I, obviously it's not the setting for for her to answer Vivek's question, but I love I love that even if it was the setting, you would get the same response. You'd get that smug look and that I don't have to answer to you, and I don't because I'm I think I'm part of the club. You're not really. You're just a useful pawn and tool right now for the left uh, and the uniparty. That will change. Um, uh, as as gravity starts to affect your body more, um, <clears throat> but I'm just saying. Speaking of um, female elements, I don't know. I don't know how to segue this. Vivek had another comment where he he mentioned, and I don't know if I pulled the shorter or the longer version. How long is this clip? Thirty six seconds. Okay, this might be it. But this is um, this is him taking a slight at both Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis with a heels comment. Take a listen. Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, got a $5 million bribe from Ukraine. That's why we're sending $200 billion back to that same country. The fact of the matter is the Republican Party is not that much better. You have the likes of Nikki Haley, who stepped down from her time at the U.N. Bankrupt or in debt is, was her family. Then she becomes a military contractor. She joins the board of Boeing and otherwise and is now a multimillionaire. So I think that that's wrong when Republicans do it or Democrats do it. That's the choice we face. Do you want a leader from a different generation who's going to put this country first? Or do you want Dick Cheney in three-inch heels? All right, Mr. In which Ramaswamy. case, we've got two of them on stage Mr. tonight. Ramaswamy, thank you. 
Okay. So lots of lots of commentary about <laughs> shots fired. Shots fired. DeSantis <laughs> in his boots and and heels and stuff like that. Uh, I'm not going to weigh in on on DeSantis specifically on this because he's our governor. He's doing a good job here. He's not necessarily doing a great job in his his presidential campaign, but. But I will say that was a hell of a zing. It was, it was a good zing. It was a really good zing. And, you know, this whole thing about DeSantis in his boots, I am like, he's wearing cowboy boots. You know, is it to make himself taller? I don't know. But I don't care. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You know, I wear boots that have heels on them. You know, it's not, I'm not trying to make myself look taller. I just like the look of it. Yeah. And but I did like I think it had more of an effect on Nikki Haley because she is she is just she's that comparison between Nikki Haley and Dick Cheney is spot on. Yeah, they're they're they're, they're the identical person when it comes down to their their bloodlust and always wanting to have war. It's it's she's gross. Yeah. No, she didn't like that. She got pissed at one point, called him scum last night. It was over a, a comment about her daughter on TikTok, uh, which really, <clears throat> we're, uh, we'll, we'll see. Maybe we'll come back to it. But he, he continued on. Here was, here was uh, some commentary on Ukraine. Mr. Ramaswamy, are you persuaded by President Zelensky's urgent new plea? Where do you stand on more funds? I'm absolutely unpersuaded. And I'm actually enjoying watching the Ukraine hawks quietly, delicately tiptoe back from their position as this thing has unwound into a disaster. The first half of this race, I was the only person standing for it. Now they're actually quietly coming around to being more cautious as they should. Level with the Talk American people the here. Ukraine is not a paragon of democracy. This is a country that has banned 11 opposition parties. It has consolidated all media into one state TV media arm. That's not democratic. It has threatened not to hold elections this year unless the U.S. forks over more money. That is not democratic. It has celebrated a Nazi in its ranks, the comedian in cargo pants, a man called Zelensky, doing it in their own ranks. That is not democratic. More facts for you that you won't hear from the mainstream in either party or the mainstream media. The regions of Ukraine that are occupied by Russia right now in the Donbass, Luhansk, Donetsk, these are Russian speaking regions that have not even been part of Ukraine since 2014, that other people probably couldn't name those provinces for you. Those are the hard facts. And sort of frame this as some kind of battle between good versus evil, don't buy it. And I'd like the likes of the, the sharpest of the war hawks on Ukraine, Nikki Haley, to have some accountability and answer. Do you want to use U.S. taxpayer money to fund the banning of Christians? That is actually what's happening. They're using the Ukrainian Orthodox Church they have banned them. The Ukrainian parliament just did this last week, supported by our dollars. And I think you owe it to the American people, Nikki, to at least this Mr. one time Ramaswamy, at least thank you. That's time. At least Mr. to condemn Ramaswamy, their banning you. of Christians. Mr. Ramaswamy, or else thank we're you. Out of both sides Mr. Ramaswamy. Okay. So he, he calls out a lot of truths on Ukraine. He calls Zelensky a Nazi, which I, I love. <laughs> I, I thought that was good. Um, and calls out again Nikki Haley. And, and kind of her stance on all of, of, of foreign policy, geopolitics, particularly Ukraine and Russia here. Uh, but let's, let's button up this little section, if you will, with a response from Haley to Vivek on how Xi and Putin are salivating for him. Skip this one here, this next Vivek one, and let's go. Yeah, there we go. Let's go here. 
I am telling you, Putin and President Xi are salivating at the thought that someone like that could become president. They would love to the see that. The fact of the matter is she doesn't answer so this the question. Is what I will tell you. We're is, driving Russia all, into China's hands because of you these foolish policies. You had your time to talk. The ambassador has the floor. Thank ambassador, you. Please. The first thing I'll tell you is we all remember what that thug did when he invaded Ukraine. We all know that half a million people have died because of Putin. Okay, so again, they're trying to make this good versus evil. That's not the case. I, I, but I kind of, I kind of agree with. And let's dovetail this response into um, the review of, of Vivek, because I kind of agree. I, I, I think that that G and and Putin would be like, that's great if Vivek's the president. You know, he's a young cat. He's he's green. He doesn't know what he's doing. Um, not saying that he doesn't have some good ideas. He does. But I think that they would take full advantage of that. Uh, and I think to, to the overall night, he had a lot of amazing sound bites, a lot of great talking points, good zingers. He, he, he caused the most buzz. There's a reason why the most clips you're seeing out on social media are of Vivek. But I also think that's kind of by design. I just, unless, unless proven otherwise, I just kind of see the dude as someone who's going to say the things that get him those Twitter clips, but that's not necessarily who he is. I, I still just, I, I, I want to like him. I don't, I don't hate him. I just, to me, the feeling is I don't think you're genuine and you're you're crushing your lines you've rehearsed them you know what you're going to say you know what moreover the people want to hear so you're far and away the most interesting person on the stage you you've you've won that trophy good job i just don't think that that you're you're the guy to be president and i don't think that you actually know where you stand on a lot of issues that's my take yeah mr rama yummy <laughs> he there are times where he, like, grabs me with what he says, but I agree with you. I think that it, it's all contrived. I don't, I don't see a real genuine person there. Yeah. I just see somebody who, you know, has got the talking points, has the lines, goes out there, deliver, delivers them, nails them, and is speaking to people like myself and like us who are saying all the right things that we want to hear. But I just, I'm with you. I don't think it's genuine. I think it's just talk. Yeah. Well, and I don't, I really don't think he's ready. Again, I've not sat down. I don't know the guy personally. I, I don't hate the guy. I just have more questions than answers on him. And I, I don't think he's ready. I'm not supporting most of the other people, <clears throat> excuse me, on that stage either. But I, I, I just, I, I don't know that he's ready to step into the big show and be the leader of the free world. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't get that feeling. I'm not saying he shouldn't be involved somewhere. Get him some experience. Let's see how he is uh, in some key roles. Let's see how he how he. What I really want to see is consistency. The amount of flip flopping from him on major issues over the years has 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 been a concern, and that's why we we all have the feeling that we do. Like, yeah, you're saying the right things, but do you believe it, or do you just want campaign dollars raised, votes, and attention? And really, it comes down to attention because he knows deep down that he has no shot in hell of winning this thing. He did from day one when he got in. So <clears throat> to me, it's I'm desperate for attention. You can see it in how he delivers things. He thinks he's kind of funny, and he is sometimes. But it's you're, you're trying to be a character, 
and and what we need is not a character we need a leader and and i i just i don't see it i don't see it there no i don't see it either and i i don't see it in nikki haley either she like i said she just she she's at the point now where she just really disgusts me because before when she was you know ambassador to the un was like okay you know maybe i'll give her a break but now that i hear her talk more and more she's just like mitt romney she's just like john mccain she's just like George W. Bush, they're, they're all in this club where it's all about them and they hate the rest of us. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. And it's disappointing because back in the day, I did think that there was some promise in her. And the more you learn uh, about her, it's, it's just more the same. Same, same as, as all these permanent Washington folks, uh, these establishment hacks. Well, one that's hard to get a beat on, again, has been amazing as governor of Florida, is Ron DeSantis, right? And, and people, to, to your point earlier, Tom, look, people can pick on height and, and is he wearing heels or not? That's the problem with our party right now. It's like, really? Like, you loved him as a governor and now you're picking on him because of his height and he's wearing cowboy boots? And why he's wearing cowboy boots really doesn't matter. But... You get into stupid shit like that. I'm not saying I'm voting for him. You know what? I'm not voting in the primary because I'm not registered as a Republican anymore. But I'm not saying you should or shouldn't vote for him or Trump. I'm just saying make a good decision and make it based on real issues, not <laughs> is he wearing boots for, for lifts or not. Like, that's so dumb. So dumb. You own boots, right? I own boots. Yeah, they have heels on they them, They right? do. One, one pair I own has bigger <laughs> heels than the other one. I kind of like how tall I feel in them. The taller ones are like the older school pointy ones, but I kind of like them. They're so comfortable. Uh, I, yeah, I've got a couple of like square-toed boots I'm not a fan of. The pointy ones are always the best. They look the best. They feel the best. Yeah. Mm, so good. The other And the other ones I have are arguably nicer, but they're harder to get on. It's like, I don't have time for that. I hate when the sh boots are, you're like, you spend minutes like, yeah. just get in there. Yeah. <laughs> And then you get home, like, I don't even want to take them off because yeah. I'm going to fight them for the exact same amount of oh, time to get them off. Yeah. yeah. No. Do you have one of those boots, that, the, that piece of wood that you put the back of the heel of the boot in? Yeah. And, yeah. That helps. What do they that, call it? A shoehorn? No, that, no? No, that, no. that gets you in. Oh. The, I, these things, like, keep the form so it's it like kind of stretches out. Release. Oh. Yeah. Huh? They're I'll, nice. I'll, I'll show you the next okay. time you're yeah. over. Um, <laughs> Come to my closet. <laughs> yes. Mm. <laughs> um, so... I just don't think that's the issue. But he brought up something that he's kind of, and this is the last clip we're showing from the debate, because, uh, again, I don't think it really matters. I think maybe one of them gets a cabinet-type position. Maybe one of them is, is VP. But I also kind of think not even that at this point. But but he, he, he said that we're going to go pretty hardcore after the cartels, uh, which— I like and, and I think is unrealistic all at the same time, but listen to what uh, Governor DeSantis had to say about cartel members. We're declaring it a national emergency on day one. I'm sending U.S. military to the border. I'm going to stop the invasion cold. I am going to deport people who came illegally. And I'm even going to build the border wall and have Mexico pay for it like Donald Trump promised. How are you going to do it? Yeah, Mexico's not going to fork over money. We're going to impose fees on the remittances that foreign workers send to foreign countries. We'll raise billions of dollars. I'll build the wall. But we are going 
to designate the cartels to be foreign terrorist organizations or something similar to that. And we're going to authorize the use of deadly force. We're going to have maritime operations to interdict precursor chemicals going into Mexico. But I'll tell you this, if someone in the drug cartels is sneaking fentanyl across the border when I'm president, that's going to be the last thing they do. We're going to shoot them stone cold dead. Stone cold dead. So look, here's, here's my take on that. And I've probably got like three levels I'm going to go through here. But but I think it's a talking point to sound tough. I, th- I think that's predominantly what it is. I think it would also be good. We've, we've long, a version of it, we've long let them just run crazy south of the border, which in their own country is one thing. But all of that stuff comes across our border, not just the drugs, but the violence does. The human trafficking does. The, the So much of it does. But So I think something should be done. But here's the deal. And we've talked about this before. It's not as simple as just saying we're going to identify cartel members and leaders and, and key figures within their organization and, and eliminate them. We know who those people are. We know where they are. We know what they're doing. We have intelligence on those folks. And there's people who are tracking that stuff. The thing is, is when you go to that next level and you start assassinating cartel members and destroying caches of weapons and narcotics, it doesn't, it's not like they're going to be like, well, shoot, we had a good run. (laughs) I mean, that, that, that doesn't, that doesn't end well. It's going, that's going to be another war. We've, we've, we've never, the war on drugs is kind of a misnomer, right? That would actually be a war, though. Like you would have, you would have U.S. forces and law enforcement members in in a hot conflict with a very violent group of people down there south of the border. So it's not all that to say. I think you're trying to sound tough. I think you're on the right path. But let's come up with something that makes more sense to combat this rather than just doing that. And I'm all for violence. You know that. That is my love language. But there's times where it makes sense and times where it doesn't. And I, I think that it's, it's, it's a very nuanced thing you got to be careful with. Yeah, I think so, too. You know, talking about shooting people, you know, stone cold dead or whatever he said. It's just, you know, it, it's trying to act tough. But, I mean, seriously, they're like, each one of them are like, you know, if I become president, I'm going to send the military down to the border. No, you're not. Right. It's just not going to work that way. I mean, the system is so corrupt right now. We saw when Trump gets in there, we saw everything that he tried to do, and he was blocked by not only Democrats, but by Republicans. You know, we keep falling for the same talking points over and over again, and it doesn't matter who it is. Right. It's just the same regurgitated bullshit. It was like, oh, yeah, you know, let's get the military down there and, and seal the border. That sounds good. I, that, you know, they're talking tough on that. It never happens. Yeah. It's just it, 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 it blows my mind to hear this over and over again every four years, every four years. And like I said, we saw what happened. We saw what happened to try Trump tried to build a section what he tried to build like 50 miles of wall. And what happened? Yeah. You know, he got stymied by supposedly people on his side. 
the, the, the system is so corrupt and it's set up to be that way where it's only one-sided and it, it it's only benefits the people in charge and they set it up that way and they, they haven't deviated that from that since the Civil War so it, it's gonna be tough for anything to change no matter who the president is yeah I agree I agree um, and you, and you, you got to cut through that when it comes to these debates, because it is. It's just lots of, of rhetoric uh, and, and empty promises that are being thrown out there, uh, for sure, during these debates. So we've shown a lot of, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of Vivek stuff. We've, we've shown a, a DeSantis clip. We've shown some Nikki clips. Tim Scott, no, no moments, in my view, that were worth it. Chris Christie shouldn't be there. Um, but let's get some other information or some other takes, uh, and let's do so from our, our good friend, uh, Ted Harvey, Senator Ted Harvey, chairman of the committee to defeat the president. Uh, Ted joins us now. Ted, thanks for coming back. You bet. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So listen, we, we, we've been talking about this and we've talked about every debate. We were at the first debate covering it in Milwaukee. It's hard. It's hard to, to take these seriously. I know we need to, um, because there's a lot of uncertainty in our, in our country and we don't know where things are going, but I mean, I've got some specific questions, but do you think last night's debate matters? What's your view on that? No, I don't think any of the debates matter. Trump is the nominee. There's no reason for the RNC to be continuing to spend money and and waste the Republicans' time. And like Vivek said, give the mainstream media the ability to ask their questions that they want answered, not what the Republican primary voters want. Um, I, I am I am frustrated that we're continuing to to play this charade because Donald Trump is the nominee. We, we need to be uniting the party and we need to be going after Joe Biden and the Democrats to take back the House and the Senate and make sure that we control everything and have the trifecta. And um, I, I think what this is doing, though, is outing um, the, these Republican candidates that um, I was big fans of. Tim Scott, I was a huge fan of, and he is proving himself to be nothing more than a neocon. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, you, 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 you see, the more they speak, the more they get kind of deeply entrenched in this race, not deeply entrenched in a way that they're making progress, because a lot of them really aren't, uh, you see a lot more of who they really are. And so many of them are disappointing. Uh, we talked about it earlier, you know, way back in the in the day when Nikki first came onto the scene, it was like, oh, this person's interesting. And then you get more and more information you're like, oh, it's and this is not interesting. This is not good. Tim Scott's there. I mean, there's just, there's a lot of disappointments. So I agree. I think that they don't matter. I think that, um, we do need to unite as a party that that Trump is going to be the nominee, whether people want it to be or not. And I also think that people should say that. And I think on on online, for example, and on and you know, an X, also known as hell, you should you should have conversations where hey, he's going to be the person, but it doesn't have to then be followed by an attack on another candidate. Let's just call it what it is and all recognize he's going to be the nominee and, and do that. But that said. You, you've, you've got the RNC and, and portions of the conservative party movement that are committed, hell-bent on doing these things. So just to, to talk about them real quick, or to talk about it real quick, who do you think, who do you, and I know this is kind of a laughable question, but who do you think won last night the most? Vivek did, obviously. Um, he, he, just his line going after the debates and that we're having the debates and that um, the mainstream media is the one dictating the questions. 
that will be the soundbite that comes out of that entire debate. There's not a Nikki Haley soundbite. It certainly isn't a Tim Scott soundbite. And um, if anything, Vivek showed that this, this is ridiculous that nobody up there, including him, should should be in these debates. And um, I, I think that Donald Trump was wise beyond anybody's understanding when he said he's not going to attend any of these debates because they're all making fools of themselves. And um, he is the, the giant in the that's not in the room. And um, he's holding rallies at the same time that they're having these debates, he's making a mockery of them. So um, I, I think Vivek's comment was 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 the soundbite of the night, and, and that's all that anybody's going to remember from this entire debate. Yeah, literally. I mean, I you know, I scour. We all scour on the team here, social media, yeah. looking for the things we want to talk about. And the, uh, you see no clips from anyone else last night. I mean, there's a s- small spattering, but 90% of them are all Vivek. Not just that comment, but other Vivek comments. He certainly won the night. We talked about this earlier. I'll get your take on it, and then we can move on to a couple other things. But do you think that he's genuine? Because I think he says the right things a lot, and I like a lot of what he says, but I've also seen some flip-flopping, and I'm not asking you to attack him. But, do, I mean, do you feel like he says things because he means it or because he wants the response that he gets? I think he is a well-trained uh, soundbite machine, and um, he's 38 years old. I, 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 sorry, it's hard for me to take somebody that's 38 years old seriously for president of the United States. He, he is, he is incredibly articulate soundbite machine, and the the. You know the media loves that, and and the voters love that. But that's um, in the end, he's not going to be. Vice President of the United States, much less President of the United States. I don't even think he would make the, the cabinet, um, but he would be a great chair of the RNC. If you saw Charlie Kirk's comments this morning on Twitter, Charlie Kirk is suggesting he should be the chair of the RNC, and I think that makes for a great um, position for him. Yeah, well, exactly. Get, get involved somewhere, somehow, in a somewhat elevated position. And show us who you are. Get some experience. We, we talked about that earlier, too. Like, there's the, look, there's no way, Vivek, and you know it deep down, that you are never going to win this, that you're not positioned to do that. We do, do need younger presidents, but we can meet somewhere in the middle. We don't have to go all the way down to just above the, the eligibility uh, requirement at, at, at the age mark there, for sure. You know, you mentioned he's likely not a VP. Is there any person on that stage— that that even has a shot in hell of potentially being a VP or cabinet pick for Trump? Well, honestly, I think that Nikki Haley could have been had she stayed the the solid conservative that she was when she was the ambassador to the UN under Trump. Um, but she has gone so far into the neocon pit that um, she's, she's saying that fighting for the Ukraine is fighting for American democracy. I mean, that is so out of line of what is is true and what is reality that she's thrown herself into the neocon pit to try to get the money to keep her campaign going, um, that she's essentially taken herself out of the running for, for any position in the administration, I think. And, and that's too bad. And I think she was rising in the polls, um, in the also-ran polls. Um, but 
I, I think that last night pretty much ended that as well. So um, I, I don't think anybody on that stage is going to be a vice president. I was actually hoping Tim Scott would be at the beginning of this whole effort two years ago. I was thinking Tim Scott would be the perfect guy, but I've been so disappointed with the way he's um, conducted himself during these debates that you know, if you go back and watch the Tucker Carlson interview that he had, um, it was embarrassing, and, and he's totally in the in the tank for the neocons as well. Yeah, I, I think it's unfortunate, and I don't. I, I hope that Trump doesn't take any of these people. Yeah, I, I I think so too. I mean, and 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 even for the <clears throat> the folks who are who are DeSantis folks, and and again, I, he's been a great governor here. I'm not going to bash on him. Uh, no. He's not going to win. But but the way that they've gone at it and the way they've all played it of trying to take on Trump uh, and, and the way of, that they've gone about it, it's like, OK, you shot yourself in the foot because there was an opportunity here for some of you it, to, to get some sort of an elevated role, a high position role, maybe set yourself up, tee yourself up for something down the road. And a lot of people would argue in the case of DeSantis, hey, if you would have waited, you probably would have won in 2028. And I don't think that that's too flawed of a logic. But... <clears throat> But you, you can't – and even if it – look, it's it's a political race. It's campaign season, and you're fighting to try and be the guy. You've got to, A, have that recognition that you can't beat Trump. He's the most popular person ever. The only hope you have is if he's somehow taken off the ballot, which is a possibility. That's the only shot you actually have, and maybe that's why they're sticking in it because they know something we don't. I don't know. But but then if you're going to be in it, play it right because you know you can't beat him. So, so don't go into all-out attack mode. He's probably going to because he plays the game that way. But that doesn't mean that he won't then come down and scoop you up and been like, you've been good, come come be. But now, the way that it's all been done, I, I just feel like it's it, it, it. none of them will be. So I think you're right. No, no. and you look at DeSantis, I, he is my number one choice for the nomination in 2028. Um, but it, he, he should never have gotten in this race. I, well, I've been saying since the very beginning that um, Trump has a base that is so fired up and so wide and so deep that they are going to walk on glass to make sure that he wins the nomination and wins the general election because they think that the election was rigged, that he he, he was robbed of, of having a second term, not by the machines that were you know stealing votes, but by our intelligence community, by the social media companies, by mainstream media that did everything they could to undermine his administration for four years with the lie about the Russia collusion and everything else that went along with that. Um, and and they're going to make sure that he gets reelected. And there's nobody out there that could beat that, that chunk of the Republican base that you need to have to win the nomination. And, and the fact that DeSantis listened to the consultants and got into this race and essentially destroyed his political future is so disappointing because that base that supports Trump will never trust him again going into the 2028 elections. And um, I, I think it's unfortunate because he is a great governor. He's done great things in Florida. And um, he, 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 you know, he had FOMO, fear of missing out. Yeah. Everybody was saying, well, what if Trump gets indicted. You need to be there. You need to be on the stage. And he could have sat back and been the hero of the movement and said, I'm not going to get in. It's Trump's turn. And and if something did happen to Trump, he could have easily stepped in and filled that void. Yeah. But now he's he's just, you know, thrown himself to, to the curb.
No, he's made it really difficult on himself for sure. I mean, I, 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 the only scenario I see it working out for him is if, God forbid, Trump is taken off, which brings me to that next question. I mean, there, there's, there's a lot of... I, I see two two variables here. Well, first and foremost, I, Trump is the nominee for the GOP come hell or high water. It's just going to happen. Every, everyone needs to be good with that or at least understand that it's going to happen and, and, and then get behind it. But... But the, 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 the thing is, is the, the one way that Ron can win is if Trump's taken off, um, then he has a shot because then it's going to come down to him or Nikki Haley for the nomination that is. But, but Trump and Trump needs to, as this is all going along, still be picking up more folks outside of his base because you're absolutely right. His base will walk over glass, which is a great reference uh, to Die Hard, which is coming up. It's the greatest Christmas movie ever. Uh, we're in that season. But um, <clears throat> He's got to expand beyond that. You, you've got winning the GOP thing. I think is a, is a cakewalk. It always was going to be winning the general is going to be. Can you get some of those other folks? And then obviously, can we have fair elections? Which we know the answer to that. But do you think he's going to actually be there? I mean, we know how desperate these people are to take him off the ballot and never let him be there again. And we know how they don't care about rules. They will change rules. They will change definitions. They will go to hell and back to to stop it. Do you think he? He is there in the end. Well, if you look at the New York Times post, the New York Times poll um, over the weekend, where he's leading in five of the six swing states, and he's leading pretty substantially, yeah. four to four to ten percent um, in those states. Obviously, it's a year out, so a lot of that can happen in politics in a year. But um, that's just not his core base that's supporting him. You, you, you see African-American male support going upwards to 25 to 30 percent. If he gets that, it's going to be a landslide all across the country, not just in these swing states. And you see the Hispanic vote. Um, it going over 50%. And again, if he gets that, that's a bigger block than the African-American vote. So um, I think that he is expanding his supporters. Um, and it's, is it Trump? Yes, but it's also how bad Biden is doing. And I think the, uh, the left, the radical, radical left that has taken over the Democrat party is pushing a lot of these, um, minority population bases that are good um, Americans, patriotic Americans that um, have moral values and are watching how radicalized the Democrat base is. And they're saying, that's not the Democrat party that I want to be a part about, and certainly not the Democrat party of my parents and grandparents. And I think those people are looking at what's going on in Joe Biden's world and what's going on when Trump was president. And they're saying, we want to go back to the years of Donald Trump. And yeah. I, I think it's a little bit of both. Donald Trump is, is, is campaigning well and being very disciplined, but you also see the Democrats imploding. Well, it is remarkable because so many people voted. We, so many people voted in the last election, uh, actual people, like with the mindset of anyone but Trump, we're just anyone but Trump. We'll take it, and and the Dems played on that, and now the exact same thing's happening. They prop up this guy who doesn't even know where he is and has destroyed everything, and now we do. I mean, I think I think you're right. I think he's capturing other people. Those the the figures in in some of the minority communities that have come out in the last several days and weeks here are crazy. Uh, it would be a landslide if that if that stuck.
there's a lot of that. There's a lot of that rebound effect. Like, okay, we messed that one up. Anything but this guy, we'll take. Even if he means Trump, we'll take Trump. Uh, even if it's people who aren't as is is behind Trump. But again, do you, I mean? Do you think he's there? Do you think that the Dems let him? Or, actually be on the ticket at that point come next November, or do they figure out a way to get him off? Uh, well, two different points. Also in that Times poll, 49% of those that were polled said they will never vote for, for Biden. Um, that's 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 humongous statement right there yeah. when the majority, almost the majority of the voters are saying they'll never vote for Biden. And why is that? It's because he's such a, you know, compromised uh, um, his health is so compromised. His, his mental capabilities are so compromised. He's, he's turning 81 years old here very soon. Um, so I think there is that. But it, will the Democrats be able to get Trump? I don't believe so. I, I think that they, they they have created this mythical figure. They, they've created a martyr by throwing everything they can against the wall in a, in a legal war that's going on in all of these different lawsuits. And everybody out there knows that it, there's nothing to them, but um, the Democrats are continuing to go with it. And I think that's not only getting his base energized, but I think it's getting you know common sense Republicans saying this is ridiculous and we're going to rally to his side. And I think it only improved Trump's abilities to win the primary and also going into the general. I think it's going to strengthen him in the general. I love it. I hope you're right. I, I and, and I think you are. I mean, obviously, nothing. There is nothing that should stick there. My 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 only concern is literally the fact about uh, of how evil the other side is and how they don't care about whether it makes sense or not. Because I mean, li literally, of all the 91 or whatever the the indictments are right now, uh, charges. There's there's. None of them make any sense. I mean, there's literally stuff that you read. You're like, this can't even be real. Like, you're kidding me, right? But that's how they play. And I know how desperate they are to ensure that, one, they never lose power again. But B, if they do, it, that it can't be to Trump. It's got to be to someone that they say, okay, we're all right with this person. You can have Nikki Haley for four years. Or you can have whoever for four years. But that that's that's obviously the concern. And I think with, with Biden, too, I mean, we— I, I think the Dems, they're clever. They're, they play the game better than we do on a lot of fronts, and they've got to see that people are not happy with Joe Biden and that Trump is gaining steam in a lot of those areas, which is why I, I stand firm in my belief that they will replace him in the end. Do you think, do you think that Biden's on the ballot? Well, go back to Trump real quick. I think the American people are good. I think the American people are just, they're righteous, and they are looking at what's going on with Trump, and they are saying this is not fair, that, that the Justice Department is being used in this way to, to go after Trump. On the other hand, I think I have been saying for the last two years that Joe Biden will not be the nominee of the Democrat Party. I think at some point he's going to um, say that, like LBJ, I will not seek nor will I accept the nomination of the Democrat Party. And, and I still stand by that. As yeah. these poll numbers continue to plummet, the Democrat Party is going to be scrambling to figure out what to do. And I think you literally could see it get to the point at the Democrat National Convention where they have their superdelegates that control the nomination process that they may say at the convention, we're going to replace Joe Biden because they know that it's hurting them, not just at the at the at the presidential level, that it's hurting them all the way down to dog catcher on their ballot and it would destroy the Democrat Party. I think there may get to a point 
where they throw somebody else in there because there's no other alternative. And um, I, I, I can't imagine putting them in that situation because who's going to do it? Who has the ability to jump, to jump up a, a national campaign and be able to win the election? But I think it could get that desperate as you see Biden's poll numbers continue to collapse. Yeah. No, I think so, too. I think you're right. Uh, Going to be interesting, by the way, to figure out what happens in your state. Any any uh, just as a last thing before we let you go, any any updates on what's happening in that trial there in, in Colorado? Well, that's so disappointing because it's actually the Republicans, uh, the rhino establishment Republicans that filed this lawsuit here in Colorado. It's not the Democrats. And and for your viewers, it's it's an effort to keep Trump off of the ballot because he violated the 14th Amendment of, of, of supporting an insurrection, which is totally ridiculous. Um, I, I I think it will go to the Supreme Court. I if it if they. If they do succeed in, in keeping off the ballot, I think it will go to the Supreme Court and the, the Supreme Court will Im- immediately reverse it. Um, I think this is just another you know, warfare in the legal system to try to make Trump have to spend money and have to spend energy when he should be focusing on beating Biden. It tells you where the establishment is in this country, that they would rather um, fight to keep Trump off the ballot then fight to save our country and and stop the war in Ukraine and stop the war in Israel and uh, fix our borders and, and deal with our $33 trillion deficit, they would rather keep Trump off the ballot than anything because they want to stay in power more than they want to fix our country. Yeah, so true. So sad, but so true. Uh, you guys are doing a great uh, look, Ted. You, you. First of all, it's always great having you here. Uh, but you, you've been so invested in this, committed to supporting President Trump. Uh, you know, during his term, and then now you've pivoted, and and the pack that you're a part of is focused on getting Joe Biden out. It went from committee to defend the president to committee to defeat the president. You can learn more at stopjoe.com. What, what's the best way for people to help you help push back against this nonsense that's out there, the radical left who are trying to take over literally hostily our country? What's the best way for people to get involved and help what you're doing? Well, I think the, the most important thing is to is to fund our efforts. Um, Trump is being, you know, has a gag order by two radical leftist judges um, he can't talk about what's going on in these lawfare law- lawsuits that he has against him. Um, we are really the largest pack out there that's defending the president, defending Trump, and going after Biden and these radical leftist judges and, and district attorneys and attorney generals. Go to our website, hit the donation page, and, and contribute to our efforts because we're the ones that are aggressively going after the left and pushing the envelope and holding them accountable and doing everything we can to to win the White House back. And a couple of weeks ago, about a month ago, we came out aggressively for Donald Trump's candidacy again, and and we are uh, we have endorsed him, and we are going to continue to fight as hard as we possibly can for to get Trump back in there in 2024. I love it. I love it, folks. We'll go to stopjoe.com, donate, learn more about what they're doing, get involved. It's it's and it's it is a fight for Trump, but it's a fight for our country, y'all. It's it's much bigger than that. We appreciate you being here, Ted. Ted Harvey, chairman of the committee to defeat the president. We'll look forward to having you back. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. God bless. Have a great day. You too.
All right, so go check it out. Again, it's stopjoe.com. Super easy. The easiest website of any of the guests who come on here. Stopjoe.com. Go check it out. Ted and his folks doing an amazing job over there to fight for everything that we're doing. Before we go to a quick break here, let's get to the question of the day, shall we? We're heading into the holiday season, so there's going to be lots of holiday-related questions. And this one, this one is a holiday-related question, and it is this. Do you dress up? or dress down for Thanksgiving. Dress down could mean a lot of things. Stretchy pants, sweatpants, no pants at all. <laughs> stretchy what, pants. Whatever. <laughs> then I'm stretchy pants. Whatever you think, dress up more traditional or dress down, be comfortable for Thanksgiving. Let us know your responses. We're gonna share ours as well when we come back from this break. Uh, just a few short minutes here, stick around. <laughs> Interrupt today's programming to bring unfortunate news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled. It won't benefit you. So take action now. The Federal Reserve's phased deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. Be prepared. This may catch many off guard and put your hard-earned assets in jeopardy. But here's the good news. There's a simple legal tax loophole to opt out of the digital dollar. Speak to someone at American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide and discover how to safeguard your wealth with gold and silver IRAs against a failing dollar and volatile markets dial 833 the number two usa gold yes call now 833-287-2465 this invaluable guide provides precise steps to transfer your ira or 401k into precious metals without any tax consequences don't let biden force you into using the government's new digital dollar call 833 the number two usa gold yes call now 833-287-2465. Act swiftly. 833-287-2465. Never miss an episode and experience the best live in-show engagement with Drew and the crew on Rumble. Be sure to subscribe to Drew's channel to be notified each time he goes live for the best commentary, the best skits, and outstanding guests on the issues that matter to you. You can do so on the Rumble app by searching Drew Berquist, then click subscribe, or by visiting rumble.com forward slash Drew Berquist on your web browser. My business partner, Jim, and I uh, started Thistle Creek Reserve because we wanted to bring glory to God. We want to be Christ-centered seven days a week, 365 days a year. Our coffee is produced all around the world, some from Papua New Guinea, South America, and Guatemala, Brazil, for example. Beyond the Cup is its our life motto. It's our way to give back, and it's, for us, our charitable partners. Uh, we partner with the Tim Tebow uh, Akoa Philippi Project to help rescue women and children from sex trafficking. Uh, we partner with Seamark Ranch, a uh, foster care community, to help show the love of Christ to children uh, who've really just been abandoned by their families. 
One of the things that we do is we go back and we support the missionaries that we help get our coffee from so that they can build churches and uh, schools and hospitals and dig wells so that everybody has fresh and clean water. We stand on core conservative Christian values and we will never shy away from that. But that doesn't mean that we don't love our friends that are across the aisle. We love them all, we wanna serve good coffee to them all, and we want them to know that there's somebody who might not think like they do, that's willing to love them anyway and have a conversation with them. And that's how Mike Pence got pink-eyed. Thank you, everybody. Have a good evening. All right, thank you, my friend. Tom Cunningham, everybody. Let's give him one more round of applause. Coming up next, we've got... We've got Disco. Welcome to the stage. Good evening, everybody. Let me... Welcome back. Let's get to that question of the day, shall we? Which, as a reminder, was dress up or dress down for Thanksgiving. Dress down, of course, meaning whatever. Not up. Not up. (laughs) Not traditional. Yoga pants, sweatpants, shorts, if you're in Florida, whatever. Let us know your response. Can see some coming in, folks. There's, but but yeah. see, there's some people who would say that yoga pants can be dressed up because you can wear a nice blouse with it. And it looks 100%. Fine. And, yeah, and, so. and ladies, I totally disagree with that. I, I encourage you to wear yoga <laughs> pants um, <laughs> unless you're like Lizzo, um, at which point maybe don't. Yeah. There's, diff- there's different things you can wear. I, I don't know what that is. I don't, I'm getting myself in trouble. But um, Tom, what, I know your answer because yeah. you, you're, you probably make yourself so uncomfortable for Thanksgiving, and I don't know why you do it to yourself, but go ahead and explain why you dress up. Well, I, I like the I like the formality of it, and plus, I like to dress every day like I'm going to a party because one, it makes myself feel better, and what makes me feel better about it is I get a lot of compliments when I go out and interact with people. They're always like, "Oh, your rings, you know, your shirt, whatever." It, you know, it, it's good for yourself self-esteem. But I also think if you have a special occasion where your family's gathering around and you're going to share a meal like Thanksgiving or Christmas, that if you just make a little bit of an effort to look nice, it's going to make everybody else happier around you. Because when you 
when you care about how you look and how you present yourself, that has an effect on everybody else because then all of a sudden they want to look good and feel good. And, and it, to them, it feels like you care about showing up there because you took a little bit more time to get a little bit more dressed up to go and be with them. Okay. All right. I, I, I get that mindset. I, I think there's a obviously a, an inverse of it. Some people would be like, why, why, why are you dressed up for this? Not not Thanksgiving, but but I agree. I mean, it's and it's and it's what it's what works for you. At the end of the day, it really is what works for you. You right. shouldn't. I mean, and I would say you shouldn't care what other people think. Like, but. It's what works for you. Right. It's how you want to present yourself yeah. to the world in the end. If you want to, you know, if you want to present yourself in a certain way where it looks like you care about how you look, or if you just want to, you know, present yourself in a way that's comfortable for you, and that that's still the way that you want to present yourself to the world, you know, do whatever makes you happy. Yeah, you but, do you. Wow. Disco? See, I kind of go like a half approach. Because when you're sitting at a table, just like we're sitting now, like you're only really seeing the top half, like a news anchor, you know? Right. So I'll wear like a button down, but then I'm wearing comfy loose pants underneath the table. Spandex or just loose? No, just like, you know, like I don't like sweatpants, but like a, just like a loose type. And, and the little match may look, not, you know, whatever. It could even just be bigger jeans that I own. Doesn't matter. Like, but it's just they're looser. I'm not really worried about what's below the, the table, yeah. so to speak. Okay, I so, like it. So, like, cause we know we're gonna have a picture taken. Well, I'll just stand in the back because I'm tallest one of my family anyway. So no one's gonna see my pants in the photo. They see the button down. Yeah, there it is. All right, so we've got a dress up. We've got an in between. I'm a dress down. I'm a dress down. I used to be dress up. Used to be traditional. We'd go to other people's houses. Now it's just our big ass family, and eating is a competition. It's not supposed to be. <laughs> Some formal thing in our house. It's let's get after it. Do you and still do the weigh-ins? We don't no? do the weigh-ins anymore. That's too depressing. But uh, <laughs> and we and we can't eat as much as we used to. Well, my oldest brother still can, but but we can't eat as much as we used to. But I, I definitely for Thanksgiving go comfortable because here's what's happening, right? You eat a colossal shit ton. Like you kind of feel bad about it. Like there's African villages who are starving and I just ate three plates of this. And then you lay down uncomfortably on the couch and you watch football. And for some reason that football game usually involves the lions, which makes you question everything. And, <laughs> but, but I, I, I'm, I'm a dress downer. Like for like, it's my, but it's it, now if we were going to a joint family endeavor, hundred yeah. percent, I would, I would, I would not dress up, but I would dress in between you know, probably jeans and a button down or something like that. Maybe a sweater vest because they can stretch. Um, I just feel but, constrained in a sweater vest. I don't like it. You've got to get the right one. But but just my family, I'm dressing down. I'm dressing down. I want elastic waist. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm being very thoughtful in my approach to my consumption of food and liquid leading up to the meal. See, and what's hard for me is like if people are coming to our house and I'm cooking all day, I'm not cooked dressed up. I'm, you know, getting clothes. I know I can get dirty and, you know, flour and sauce on, whatever. It doesn't matter. And then I got to change. 
but then when I change after cooking all day, it's not like I want to be in a suit, you know, because I'm going to feel like, ugh, I'm so, I just want to relax because I've been standing in the kitchen all day. Yeah. So it's it, it's always hard. Like, you're right. Where are you going? Are you staying home? Is it just family or do you have, like, family friends coming over? What's going on? Well, here's my problem, too. Like, I get Tom's mindset that he always explains for, for dressing the way that he dresses. I, I just don't think that nicer looking clothes are comfortable. Most of them just aren't. They're that needs to change. If they were to make like I've always hated suits. If the, and they, I know there are some, but like like more available to the masses, not crazy ass expense. If if they made suits, I still wouldn't wear suits. But if they made suits more 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 comfortable, like okay, I can get behind that. But but even jeans, I mean jeans have gotten better, but even jeans it's like <laughs> Now the button's pushing in and the belt, like, <laughs> like you end up taking them off anyways. It's like, are you walking around with your pants yep. unbuttoned, unzipped, and your belt undone? Yes, yep. I am. And I don't wear underwear, so happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, do you have We're room? We're not talking like buying raw denim where it would be uncomfortable to have Thanksgiving dinner in. But the, you're, you're right. They do make different fabrics, and, they're, and cuts of clothing are a lot different now where you can have sort of that, you know, formal look not really a formal look but more of a uh dress dressed up casual look yeah. and still feel comfortable in it you know it's not we're not talking about the days of when you know you're like nine ten years old and your mom crams you in a suit and crams you into like shoes from your cousin or your older brother you know for you to go somewhere in the the the, the fabrics now and like i said and the cuts of everything are so much different and you can get things you know a lot more tailor-made um, that don't cost as much as, you know, or right about the same as something off the rack that fits you a lot better. And so it, it makes it a lot easier to, you know, to feel like you're a little dressed up, but also still feel comfortable. I would have to agree on the whole, the, they're different. I have a pair of pants that look like a pair of slacks, but they're actually like this real stretchy material, but they sit exactly like slacks yeah, yeah, would. Yeah. No. And it's fantastic. I'm like, these are great. Oh, I, I wear Lululemon and all those places now. And, and yeah. Bert, you know, it's like, I'll wear that with my suit coat and people think, oh, it's a nice suit. I'm like, I well. will not wear Lululemon anything. <laughs> of course you won't. But, but they, and they, there's, there's, there's some good expense or it is expensive, but good stretchy stuff out there. You know, even on, even Under Armour, I've got some Under Armour golf pants and golf shorts yeah. that, that look nice but are super comfortable um that's definitely that's definitely the way to go uh if you've got to dress up um for sure uh in my view but um okay let's get to we talked debate we talked debate we talked the, who won who didn't win and again it didn't really matter because uh, even as Vivek said it, it just doesn't matter but uh, and we talked about some stuff with Ted Harvey which was great to have him on again go check out everything they're doing at stopjoe.com Get involved, donate if you can. Uh, even small amounts help, folks. It all it all helps. Uh, but let's talk about what was going on <laughs> as the debates going on. I love this effort. I love that if you're going to do, if you're if you're not going to show up at the debate, which which I've also had a journey that I've been on with this. When when Trump first announced he wasn't doing the debate, I was like, I don't really like it. And and part of it is because I am a traditionalist. I like things how they are, which sounds different than my response to the Thanksgiving question. It used to be traditional dress up, now I'm dressed down. But I like I like that. I like people respecting the office, respecting the process, but I also recognize none of that stuff exists anymore. 
and it's changed. So as each and, and every one of these debates has gone on, and I've seen how they've done it on the other side, I knew Trump was going to win the whole time, but as I've seen how they've done it, it's like, he, he is smart to not do this, and he can incriminate himself, and there's a lot of reasons why. Uh, so now I just straight up love that he's doing it at the same time all the time, whatever he's doing. Last night, it was a rally in Florida. Here was Sarah Huckabee Sanders talking about the state of our country, by the way. She was one of the several, Don Jr., several others spoke before he got there, uh, talking about how it's not left versus right anymore. It's normal versus crazy. It's not even a question anymore between right and left. It is normal versus crazy, and the left is doubling down on crazy. We've got... True point. True point. I mean, literally... I. And she's done some amazing things, by the way, recently with some of the executive actions that she's done in Arkansas. And also, I was watching the CMAs last night, and... I just picked up on this, but Sarah Huckabee Sanders' voice kind of sounds a little bit like Lainey Wilson's voice, which is a great thing if you're Sarah Huckabee Sanders. But but it is. It's normal versus crazy, and it's not left versus right anymore. And, and if you don't like Trump, that's fine. If you don't like his tweets or his truths or his ego— or any of that stuff. Uh, there's Look, there's reasons to pick on Trump. His personnel decisions suck. COVID sucked. Uh, there, there's, there's parts of him that aren't perfect, but guess what? <laughs> that, that's the same thing for you, too. Like, that's the same thing for all of us. So you got to look at that, and you got to look at who is the best. I'm a, I'm a firm believer that everyone who's out there, like, there's only one person who can save our country now. I, I disagree with that. I disagree with that, and I disagree with that mindset that that comes with folks, particular in the ultra mega portion of, of of the conservative movement. There's more people than Trump. Don't just kiss Trump's ring. We and, just want someone to put some brakes on. Yes, yeah. So, and, well, and, and 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 he look. I do. He is. I don't know who the other person would be. Trump is absolutely the person who is best positioned to try and fix things. He's one person. He's not going to be able to fix everything, folks. It's just, as Tom said, pumping some brakes. I don't like the mindset of treating him like he's a god. He's the only way. No, there's only one person who can say, I'm the only way. Uh, his name is not Trump. But but, but he is the only person. So it's, I find myself in this weird thing, and it's always tough to describe to people because people get so fired up so fast when you talk about Trump. But it is normal versus crazy. We are in a state of absolute craziness. By the way, I don't think we're going to ever get back to normal. So it's how close to normal can we get? And right now, he's the person to do it. If, if, if you like him and you're voting for him, then, then, then like him and vote for him and, and explain to people why it makes sense now. Don't pick on all the other. Don't, don't be a douche and pick on everyone else and assault everyone else for, for asking questions or supporting someone else or thinking of supporting someone else. You got to let him do that. Unless it's Chris Christie. Unless it's Chris Christie. Then by all means, go after Chris Christie. Go after his weight, all of that, his diabetes. Um, but, but, but be reasonable about it. And if you're not on Trump's side right now, understand why people think he is the better option here. Again, it's all in the, the delivery of what you think. And I think that that's where we're screwing things up royally on our side right now. There's tons of division. And a lot of it, I think that we're closer than we think we are on issues. But everyone, the way they deliver it is like, oh, well, now I have to hate you too. And we're on the same side. But okay, here we go. Um, and, and that makes it really tricky. But he, he he's, he's someone he said here, that the Banana Republic ends next November. Let's listen to this clip, and then we can continue the discussion. 
But we're here tonight to declare that crooked Joe Biden's banana republic ends on November 5th, 2024. It ends. As you know, Biden and the radical left Democrats claim to be defending democracy. He's always talking about democracy. He doesn't know what the word means. He can't define it. Define it for us, Joe. Joe, what does MAGA stand for, Joe? Tell me. I don't know. I don't know. We'll ask him that during a debate. What does MAGA stand for? I don't know. But like power-hungry regimes all over the world, just because they put the word democratic in their name does not make it. Okay. So the main takeaway, I mean, some, some hits on Joe there, which he absolutely deserves. The Banana Republic ends next November. Here, here's where, I, and we've talked about it already today. We've talked about it already this week. I would just caution everyone to, to buy into all of that. He's right. He's the guy who needs to win. There's a reason they're fighting so hard to keep him off the ballot. Those should all be good signals to you as of why he's the right guy for the job. So... I'm on, I'm on Trump's side, <laughs> but the banana republic doesn't end next November, even if we win, because the system, you got to understand, to get to the point where you are a banana republic, where the system is so corrupt and broken, and that it protects each other the way that it does, you just can't fix it overnight or even in four years as, as, a, as, a, as a lone president. I, I, so... We, we need him to get in. We need him to win. We need substantial change to be done. We need executive orders done. We need better personnel. I'm still a little concerned about the personnel people that he's putting around him uh, or talking about now because it seems like some of the same from before in some cases. We need to have better personnel, and we need to get people to wake their asses up and, and, and push back in a big way. But it's not all going to change. You can't fix in four years what people have done over the last 50 to 100 years. It does, that's, not how, that's not how things work. No, it's not how they work at all. And back to your point about this sort of hero worship of Trump. Look, man, I, I thought he was a great president. Um, I, I hope he wins again. I think he got gypped in 2020. The left and Democrats have lost their minds. They made Nancy Pelosi made a deal with the Hamas caucus back in the day. And the, the tidal wave of Marxism is sweeping across the country right now. I'm always very skeptical when it comes to talking with people who are totally in and have sort of hero worship, you know, whether, and I think it's a turnoff for a lot of people, you know, like I, I remember when the Clintons came out and it was like, oh, they're so young and dynamic and turns out that they murder people and rape people. <laughs> and then you get into, you know, W who was just like, you know, the, the boy Dunst that was in, you know that was installed by his daddy in the whole you know um, Republican machine, and then you get to the Obama Sia, and when Obama Sia came along, I looked at friends and family members on the left who bought hook, line, and sinker into his bullshit. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. And I remember thinking to myself, okay, you, 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 and you would all be really good cult members because you're totally buying in to everything about this. And then, you know, after he's done, we find out that he's 
he's married to a dude and he likes bathhouses, which is totally fine, but it wasn't what everybody had signed on for. And then you get to Trump, who he is what he is, like it or not, and people, you know, on the left are like, oh, he's corrupt, blah, blah, blah. And then you had a lot of people on the right who were so tired of getting kicked in the balls by the left who were like, he's our guy, and then put him up on this pedestal and made it seem like they had joined a cult, which I don't think they had. They were just, the people on the right, especially working class people, were just looking for somebody who they thought cared about them. Because right. for generations, they never felt that they had it. So I can kind of see this, you know, idolatry a little bit of Trump, but it, it has a tendency to turn a lot of people off. Yeah. And, you know, it turned me off with Obama. Well, a lot of things turned me off with Obama. First of all, you know, being born in Kenya was number one. But, <laughs> oh, sorry, he was born in Hawaii. I know. Are we going to get dinged for that? <laughs> Does it matter anymore? Um, <clears throat> no, I agree, though. That that whole thing, I mean, you, you can say that they've there's been a messiah kind of cult-like complex that's happened with the last two well, not the last two, the, the previous two presidents, you know, who both also have the biggest following of, of presidents in the past. And the past presidents were presidents. Yeah. These, those people were, were leaders of movements and, and iconic figures. And, and it, it, you can see why the left thought so for Obama. It's, it's depressing. But you, you can see why they thought that on their side, just why you can with, with Trump. I mean, he, 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 he was an outstanding president. Hopefully he is an outstanding president again. But it's always about it's got to be America first as a policy. It's got to be make America great again as a policy, not as, as a slogan that belongs just to one person. Because here's the deal. Hopefully Trump gets in. Hopefully he can make some microscopic changes. We're not going to get massive changes, but some, some positive changes that l start leading us down the right path. And, and then what happens is in four years, he's done. So you can't just be all about one person. You got to be about people that are like that. And we got to find more people that are like that. And we got to find more people that have ball. And we've got some good ones coming up. Not all of them have balls. There's some great women coming up too. But, but we got to find who that next tranche is and, and, and really be really be focused on how doing it. But all that to say, Trump won the night last night as he's won every debate night. And I, it blows my mind, like I was saying earlier, that they're going to do a fourth one. But that's all Rana and the RNC saying, let's just keep trying until something sticks. It's not going to stick. Well, that, I mean, that's part of the long game with the left. They knew they knew going in that Biden's brain was rotting in front of them. And it didn't matter to them because they knew somebody in the background would be making all the decisions. So people on the left just want some kind of like, you know, royalty figure, a monarch or something to come out with their scepter, make a couple of speeches and, and go back to the palace. They're to the left is totally comfortable with having these panels and these focus groups coming up with the legislation that they want to push that they can, you know, get the old man out there to take his gnarled little arthritic fingers and sign his name to something that they passed and he has no idea what it is. And that that's the trade-off that we see now. We I, I think with, the, with Republicans, they put too 
much stock in the president and, and thinking that the president has more powers than he actually has when the president's whole job was to kind of officiate between the House and the Senate when it came to passing laws. You know, if there was some kind of a dispute, you know, he would intervene and, you know, and not intervene, but like, yeah, by, you know, having the power of the veto. But then he was also, you know, his check and balance was the Supreme Court if they decided that the law was unconstitutional. So that, you know, just being the president being a referee, and I think a lot of people on the right kind of see it more as not really a king, but thinking that he has more power than he actually does. And by some measure, you know, after Bush signing executive orders, we've, you know, we've submitted to that. And now we're, you know, at least I'm ruining the day where it's like, oh, Bush is signing executive orders because he can't get it passed through Congress. And at the time, it was like, wow, you know, we're at war and we got to, you know, do whatever it takes to keep us safe. And in retrospect, it was such a bad mistake to have that mentality because now, you know, we've seen what's happened through the likes of Obama. You know, you know, Trump had to, you know, he had executive orders because he was fighting his own people. Right. So I, 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 I see where this is going, but I caution Republicans to think about the long game like the left is. Because like I said, I think from this point on, you know, we had this talk in 2020 and I said, I think 2020 was our last election. And I still feel that way because I feel like the left and Democrats are very happy with just having somebody who's sort of a figurehead. And then all the decisions are made somewhere else where Republicans think it's all about the president, and it really isn't. Yeah. No, there, 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 in, in some regards, you're right, Tom. The, the other side is correct on this. Like, they, they play it differently. We're so focused on, on a tradition and a process and, and, and structure that hasn't existed in a long time. Well, we need to, we need, I mean, it's like, yeah, that's not how things work anymore, bro. It's just not. And, and, and I'm not okay with it. I don't agree with it, but that's, that's where it is uh, for sure. We, we've got to be up with the times. We're always so many steps behind, so many steps behind. We have to play differently, which includes playing a little bit dirtier at times. Not saying straight up cheat, but I'm also saying don't lose. So we got we got we got to figure out new ways to to keep going because literally everything hangs in the balance. So so let's 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 keep that in mind and be like, well, uh, anyways, let's 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 pivot here real quick, guys. I, I meant to do this earlier. This second hour that we're in right now, brought to you by our friends uh, at the Wellness Company. We're living in crazy times, as we talk about all the time. We're talking about right now. And there's ge geopolitical instability, there's war, there's all sorts of stuff happening. The economy's in tatters. Uh, and let's face it, our government hasn't been doing a great job in ensuring our safety. So it's up to us to take things into our own hands. Being prepared is one of the best things you can do. We talk about it a lot. And whether it's for a natural disaster because you're in Florida or the Southeast with hurricanes, somewhere else, or whether it's some of the stuff that could and likely, sadly, will happen in, in the weeks, months, and years ahead because of all the instability everywhere, you're going to need supplies. You're going to need food. You're going to need water. You're going to need batteries. You're going to need all of those things, but you're also going to need medication. Don't forget about that. 
That's why I'm super excited to tell you about this new medical emergency kit from our friends at the Wellness Company. You've got high-quality doctors involved in this, including Dr. Peter McCullough, and they provide top-quality wellness products. And let me tell you, they've outdone themselves with this kit. It contains a range of prescription medications like ivermectin, antibiotics, and can prepare you for anything. Again, most people don't think of medications. A lot of, the, a lot of these viruses, they're not going anywhere. So make sure you're prepared on that front, too. You can do it. All you got to do, actually, it's a telemedicine thing. It's really easy. You, you schedule an appointment, you do it, you pay the fee, and you can get the kit. You go to rvmemergencykit.com. Be prepared, guys. Think ahead. Think of all the things you're going to need. And I can tell you, medication, antibiotics, all those things are among that list. So go to rvmemergencykit.com. All right, we talked Rashida Tlaib yesterday, who was censured. And which, again, is laughable and does zero to change anything. But it's interesting hearing this because you, you see yesterday, um, well, it was two days ago, she was on the Hill talking about it. We talked about it yesterday. She, she was saying how she, she cares about the cries of babies in both Israel and Palestine. Okay, well, your rhetoric and everything has not, um, has not um, aligned with that. And now, you know, one of the things that she has said and posted and, and a lot of her folks here do, and then there's college kids chanting it, even though most of them don't even know what the hell they're talking about, have, have talked about this whole river to sea, from the river to the sea statement, right, which means the annihilation of Israel. And she was, you, you, it's the back end of the question um, from this loser in a suit, but it's the back end of the question. He's, he's asking, what about your comments where you've, you've stated that? Listen to her try and, try and weasel her way out of this. I want you to explain like what you mean by it and why you used it or why you included it in the video. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm asking my colleagues, don't distort the words of my residents. Many people in this movement for human rights for Palestinians have always centered it around coexistence. Uh, you hear them calling for that uh, and saying that, you know, no matter your faith, your ethnicity, your background, you should be able to live uh, without fear, without discrimination, without this kind of inequality that, you know, Netanyahu's extremist party and his leadership has been pushing. And so for many of my colleagues, they know uh, and deep in their hearts where my heart is. Okay, so doesn't answer the question at all. It's asked to you, don't put words in my residence mouse. Okay, for you and your residents, I presume you mean constituents, maybe your fellow Hamas caucus members, whatever, for you and for them, that statement has one meaning in the context of this ongoing conflict, not just the conflict that erupted starting October 7th, the conflict that's been going on for a long ass time, 60, 70 plus years. So there's, there's no way of backing out of that. You've said it. If, if, you're, if you had been consistent the whole time of being like, I support a two-state solution. I support the people of Palestine. I also support the existence of Israel. Why can't we just be friends and have our own territories? If that had been your take the whole time, okay, you, you'd have a leg to stand on. As it turns out, though, you've been a violent anti-Semitic psychopath who's now getting censured in Congress, which you're panicked. I don't think you probably are, but maybe you're responding this way because of that. Don't worry, Rashida. It's not going to do anything. You're fine. But, but you're responding and saying, I, look, I haven't, I haven't said that. I haven't done that. I've always been about this. At this point, man, just own it. I, literally, if, if I'm Rashida, like, yeah, I hate the juice. 
want to take their state. I'm not saying that as Drew Berkowitz, by the way. I'm saying that as Rashida. Like, just freak. I wish Democrats would just own up to who they are. You say so many things, and then you try and back down on certain shows. And then she probably went to a, a dinner or a fundraiser later that night where it's just like, burn Israel to the ground. Like, like just tell us who you are. Stop pretending. I hate that stuff. I, I honestly would respect you so much more. I respect people in Al-Qaeda and ISIS that I've dealt with because at least they tell you who they are. And you see it in their face when they look across at you. She can dodge the question all she wants, but as long as she's wearing that jihadist rag around her neck, I know exactly who she is. And I think everybody else should make that identification with her. That's who she is. She's a jihadist. She hates Rashida Tlaib, hates Israel, and hates Jewish people and wants them to die. That's that's who she is. Yeah. She has she has said nothing and has done nothing for me to believe otherwise. And especially, like I said, wearing that stupid jihadist rag around her throat. You know what? You're telling me who you are. That's as good as wearing a swastika, in my opinion. And when I see when I, you know what's funny when I see all these other like spectrum shit libs on on the left going to these pro-Hamas enthusiast rallies. The reason why they're doing it, and I know this is going to sound like very sort of shallow, but we live in the shallowest of times. One, they think that the people who go, the white people who go, think that they're intersex somehow. And like their sexuality being non-binary, being trans, whatever it is, supersedes the fact that they're white. So that gives them color. It makes them relatable to somebody they, they believe to be of you know, a, an aggrieved group. So that's why they go. And they also like wearing the scarves. I'm telling you, it's all about LARPing and all about the picture taking. If you're going to put on one of these jihadist scarves, scarves and take a selfie, that your, your street cred amongst your, your weird little friends is going to rise incredibly. That's all it is. It, 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 this, everything that we see is all for show right now with these little shit libs on the left trying to act like they're down with the struggle of the people of Gaza. They're not. They're just taking selfies. Yeah. No, I 100% agree. By the way, speaking of LARPing, we forgot to go take advantage of that sale on uh, November 1st. Oh, yeah. At the costume place. Costume place had a big sale, 50% off. Wait, I... You guys didn't tell me about this. Well, you, you weren't here that way. It, it was uh, the week yeah, you were yeah. gone. The, um, the costume store had a 50% off sale on November 1st. Nice. We were going to go, and we totally forgot. I know. We need to get that orange jumpsuit to put disco in. Yes. When, you give, me, when you give me mushrooms on an airplane? Well, we've got lots of plans. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not here. All the plans get made. Yes. That's how it works. That's well, how look, it always works. We pulled straws and Disco, you lost. So uh, yes. <laughs> I wasn't here to pull straws. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> how in the world do you think Ned Beatty was the one chosen for that scene in Deliverance? <laughs> was it there during the production meeting? <laughs> there to say no. We'll That's, go with Beatty. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, he's not fighting back on it, so... <laughs> So how do you make the view worse? It's 
pretty. I mean, that's a hard question. Yeah, be I a, mean, that almost could be a question of the day. Well, I'm just going to tell you the answer for today's episode, at least by doing it naked. Oh my gosh! Oh, <laughs> that is worse than what we're about to see. Somehow you made this clip better. So thank you, I guess. Wow. Uh, one way you could do it though is add to the the gaggle of bitches a murder granny. Hillary Clinton was on there. Let's listen to her. People would get legitimately elected, and then they would try to do away with elections, and do away with opposition, and do away with a free press. And you could see it in countries where, well, Hitler was duly elected, right. right? And so all of a sudden, somebody with those tendencies, those dictatorial, authoritarian tendencies, would be like, oh, okay, we're going to shut this down, we're going to throw these people in jail. And, and they didn't usually telegraph that. Trump is telling us yeah. what he intends to right. do. No, he's. I just love this argument. First of all, still has not conceded the 2016 election. Uh, Hillary Clinton still thinks that that, that didn't happen. But the, for for all of these claims on every and, and and look, you you guys know I pick on Trump too. I pick on everyone. I just generally don't like other people. But he he was said that he was going to ruin everything right he was going to, he, that he was an authoritarian that he was going to start wars he was going to do all these things ruin the economy was great no wars we pulled people out all those things went exactly the opposite by the way those are all happening now uh and 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 they still called him this fascist this authoritarian dictator and he was the most hated attacked person ever nothing has ever stuck and i remind you for people who are like at some point something's going to stick if there was something real that was going to stick it would have stuck by now because no one has ever been as hated as donald j trump so he's hated all those things are happening and then they screw him in 2020 tell him not to ask questions not to talk to his people about things just to go and you know what he does he goes he leaves he concedes Joe Biden takes office. Joe Biden, of course, not leading anything or actually in charge, but takes office and he leaves. Would an authoritarian do that? No. Now, I'll be honest. I could see how someone wouldn't leave and would go into that kind of mode like, oh, you're going to fuck me like that. Okay, here's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm going to go full authoritarian. I'm going to call in the military and I'm going to say I'm not leaving. And here's what's if, if they were really wired that way, they might try that. He didn't do those things. And he's not telegraphing that he's going to do that now. He's talking about making changes to the federal government. Play a clip for me, Hill, where he's been like, and I'm going to change the rules and I'm never leaving. She's saying this with a straight face as a sitting president is actively engaging and trying to put Donald Trump in prison. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what I love is... I mean, you've seen questions in the press room like, oh, well, you know, they Trump, you know, they said Trump was going to start World War Three. He never did. But now we're on the cusp of it here with Ukraine and everything that's going on. And what do they do? They blame. Well, this is all because of what President Trump did. Right. He set this up. We're just now paying the price for it. No, that's not how that how that was at all. And but they get away with it. Yeah. It's remarkable. That's a good point, though. I mean, literally, the sitting president, the White House, let's say, because, again, he couldn't even find his way off the stage. He, that was one of my favorite exits yet, by the way, the one we played yesterday. Just disappeared into the most random spot like, that looks like a dark place. Uh, but it's just astonishing that any of them can say it with a straight face. And all of you, 
everywhere in this country should see that as a big F you to someone standing, arms on shoulders, repeatedly kicking you in the balls. Because that's what it is. It is just such a smack in the in the face, kicking the balls, whatever, telling you they hate you by by the most egregious and laughable lies ever. And 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 projections of who they are. I mean, that's all they do is project who they are uh, onto us. All right, let's squeeze in one more thing before we go to the break. Let's get to uh, you know, there's there's the censure that happened with Rashida. Introduced by MTG, it happens, it goes through. And there's talk of investigations. You know, like I was saying, Ronna McDaniel and others talk, we're doing investigations into the Biden. I don't fucking care. They're stupid. They're not going to go anywhere. <laughs> and then on that front, you had Comer who signed the subpoenas for some of the Biden family members. And here's the video, and everyone was real excited about it. Let's play it, then we'll discuss so it just shows him signing it, okay? And then everyone got excited. You know, you could see people talking about it on 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 Twitter. Oh, Comer just signed subpoenas for Hunter, and then they're falling for it every single every time, time bro. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? It's hilarious. How many? I mean, honestly, because here, here's the people who've gotten excited about this. <clears throat> and let me just speed ahead and tell you, nothing's gonna happen. Okay, it's just not. But the people who get excited about these things and and start screaming from the roofs on Twitter like we're doing it, we're making it are the same people who can who who will recognize nothing's being done about this this is bullshit and and will call out the fact sometimes that nothing gets done in DC and then someone makes an announcement like this. <laughs> And they all of a sudden flip. Everything's different. Everything's better. This time is going to be different. I know it. Unicorns are shooting out of people's asses. I didn't mean it that way. I was going to say rainbows coming out of asses and unicorns are. But, but wait, maybe unicorns are. Yeah. Uh, it's no different, guys. DC, DC didn't just change overnight. It, it didn't. I think Mike Johnson seems like an interesting guy uh, as Speaker of the House. I'm not saying anything negative about him. Just like I'm not saying something negative about Trump. Like, if Trump gets back in, that, that would be great. But you can't change things that fast. You just can't. Now, there's some things, <clears throat> as it pertains to the investigation of the Bidens, that could go fast if Trump got back in. There are things that can happen, and I'm not saying nothing will happen. But in the case of this, everyone's celebrating. Someone signed some documents. Someone censured this crazy-ass loon from Michigan and Rashid Tlaib. Okay, so is she still showing up at work tomorrow? Yes. Okay. Did it change anything? No. Is she probably still going to keep winning her seat? Yes. So again, did anything change? No. <laughs> Please catch up. Please catch up and understand. And I, I know this sounds so hopeless and awful. Well, what are we supposed to be excited about? Your family? Football? Candy corn? I don't know. Pick something. The pies you're going to eat at Thanksgiving. There's plenty to be excited about. The fact that God's in control, I, there's plenty to be excited about. Don't get excited about stuff that people on Capitol Hill are doing. <laughs> they will Humans will fail you and disappoint you every time, which is just sadly true, including, including close people that you know and love. That's just true, right? We're all broken. That, that statement is on steroids when you talk about humans who are operating in D.C. I think Comer seems like a decent guy, you know, never stole a freight train that I know of. 
And I think that, you know, he really, you know, some part of him legitimately believes that he's doing something of substance. But at the end of the day, he's got to know he's just a carnival barker, man. That's all he's doing. He's, yeah. he's only getting attention to himself. And the best that he can get from this is to get an influx of cash into his war chest so he can be reelected. That's all this is. He can he can say he can get on, you know, Fox News or any other TV show, any other TV camera and say that, oh, the, you know, it's time that the Biden family, this comes to light of how corrupt they are. Hey, man, we all know they're corrupt. He's been corrupt for 50 years. And all of a sudden now you, Mr. Comer, are going to be the one to bring down the Biden family after 50 years in D.C.? Come on. <laughs> well, I agree. I think, look, I, I don't have a personal problem with Comer or a lot of these people. And I appreciate the hustle in some instances, not all. I, and I, you got you can't not do anything. You know the result can't be like well system's broken so let's just not do anything. You gotta you gotta try you gotta do stuff and and if you want to continue to make change you do have to have some big wins that you can use to catapult you to another victory. Even though I don't think it should be a career, I think there should be term limits and all of that. But you, you do have to try. Again, I applaud. Anna Polina Luna for for censuring and finding Adam Schiff and going after him. I applaud people going after uh, you know Mayorkas even though it didn't stay. I applaud people censure Rashida Tlaib. Just understand that it doesn't do anything. And 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 let that be part of your message too. Like we're going to try everything we can. Is it going to go somewhere? Don't know, probably not. But we got to try. Have that be your message. Instead, they they parade around with it. Not Anna, but like DC in general, they parade around about it. Like, did you see what I just did? It's like, yeah, you did nothing. You did not. You signed three pieces of paper <laughs> that are that literally mean nothing. So. And I'd love to be proven wrong on this. I'd love for this one to go a different direction. I'd love for any and all of these things to go a different direction. But let's be honest, folks. Let's, let's just be honest with ourselves. <clears throat> the current system is so against us, so against truth, so against any kind of positive momentum. Uh, it, it just is. And that's just that's where we're at. Uh, happy Thanksgiving. Wait, I'm so ready for that meal, by the way. I can't freaking wait. It, it's exciting. But... But nothing's going to change. All that to say, pick. Th there are things to get excited about. Pick them better. Stop attacking each other on the right. Stop getting so excited about things that mean absolutely nothing. Let's focus on the bigger, the bigger issues and ways that we can figure out how to get around them. There's not easy solutions for a lot of them, but let's let's try and figure that out. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we're gonna pivot. We're gonna have some fun like we usually do on Thursdays around here. We're going to do Welcome to Absurdia. And we're going to do That's Memetastic. Are we going to do Welcome to Absurdia? Yeah. Okay. So we're going to do Welcome to Absurdia. <laughs> we're going to do, I saw, saw Tom's face. I'm like, or maybe we're not. Um, <laughs> I, just, I wasn't sure of the time. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to do it. We're going to do it after this break, and then we're going to finish off the episode with That's Memetastic. Uh, all that's coming up. Let's get a little bit more lighthearted around here, I think. I don't know what's in Welcome to Absurdia, but we're going to do it. Stick around. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Attention Americans, breaking news. Biden's dangerous plan for a digital dollar is underway. Don't be fooled. It won't benefit you. Take action now. The Federal Reserve phase deployment of FedNow began on July 1st, 2023. Be prepared. This may catch many off guard. Your hard-earned assets are in jeopardy. But there's a simple legal tax loophole to opt out of the digital dollar. Reach out to American Alternative Assets for a free wealth protection guide and discover how to safeguard your wealth with gold and silver IRAs against a failing dollar and volatile markets. Visit protectfrombiden.com. This invaluable guide provides precise steps to transfer your IRA or 401k into precious metals without any tax consequences. Be smart. Don't let Biden force you into using the government's new digital dollar. Visit protectfrombiden.com to get your free guide and get started. Again, that's protectfrombiden.com. My towels solved a problem that we've all had with towels. You go into the stores and they feel lotiony and soft, but then you get them home and they wind dry you. That's why I made my towels. They actually work, they're soft, and they absorb. And now I'm excited to announce two brand new lines of my towels. What makes them the best towels ever is they're now made with 100% long staple Shapir cotton. This is a combed ring spun cotton that makes my towels even softer and more absorbent than ever. And now you get a six piece set for an amazing introductory sale price as low as $29.98. So go to mypillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get my towels for only $29.98. Or you can get my designer premium line for just $20 more. Either way, you save 50% now on all my towels. They actually work. What a concept. This offer won't last long, so please order now. MyPillow.com Get more of Drew, the crew, and this is my show with Coin Club, exclusively on the RVM Network. Coin Club members get a This Is My Show challenge point, access to booze and banter, an exclusive tailgate show for Coin Club members only, right before This Is My Show, plus automatic entry into show-related sweepstakes and other in-studio bonuses. And don't forget, members get access to all other premium content on the RVM Network. So join the club and carry your coin with pride all members now receive commemorative challenge coins military and first responders get 30 percent off their memberships so sign up at dbcoinclub.com again that's dbcoinclub.com Hey guys, where are the uh, where are the scripts? You're cold. I'm cold. You're cold. You're freezing. You're cold. Oh, I'm You're cold. Freezing. You're cold. Alaska cold. Ice. Ice cubes. Cold. Warming. Warmer. 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 Colder. Warmer. 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 You're on fire. You're hot. You're so hot. And it is boiling. You're so hot. Seriously. Well, it's that time. 
It's that time of week where we where we leave that. I don't know if we're leaving a better place and going to a worse place or, or the other way around. But there's crazy stuff happening in this world. There's crazy news stories we talk about. There's war. There's there's economic disaster. There's all sorts of nasty stuff. And you're like, man, this sucks. So let's talk about some other stuff. We're going to we're going to do some memes later. We're going to finish on on that's meme tastic tonight. But before we do that, we're going to go to another place because beyond the, the the stuff that we talk about on a daily basis, there's a bunch of other stuff going on out there, which is really kind of the underlying issue with with everything we're seeing. So let's go take a peek at some of it. Let's head on over to Absurdia. Absurdia, and I am your mayor of Absurdia. So, Drew, this week, <laughs> this week, you're talking about the underbelly of civilization. <laughs> Social media is definitely the feeding ground for the underbelly of of civilization. So, this first video that we have is. <laughs> this, this chick wonders why it's so hard for her. To find guys. Here she is. I just came to the realization why I'm single. Every guy that I'm like, oh yeah, he's attractive. Okay, this is not supposed to be offensive, but I see their wives and they just look like so like you know? Like, not like this. Just like, you know, like, I pretend my tattoos are gone. <sighs> Dude, I'm, I look crazy. Like, that's why guys don't want to wife me up. <laughs> and I've just come to this realization today. <laughs> See? because all of them see me eat sushi after I get out of the grocery store in my car with my bare fingers and drink sweet tea. Oh, no. Guys. I thought these men wanted, like, you know, big, strong, tough girls. I don't know. I feel like all of them are like, like super girly and all these guys are like, yeah, that's my girl. That's just like housewife stuff. And I'm over here like, I own my own business. I'm covered in tattoos. I'm a little spazzy, but that's okay. We embrace it. But yeah, I, I don't think any guy's gonna wife me up because they can't take me seriously. And I just realized that. Damn. 
There you go. I mean, <laughs> she's just now realizing that guys want chicks that look like chicks. <laughs> that see, this is more. This is a bigger problem that we have in society because, of course, she is bought into this whole sort of we're reversing the male female roles because they're no longer males and females. We have gotten rid of that construct. Sex is no longer binary. Guess what? It is. The reason why males and females get together is to make people <laughs> and to make sure civilization goes on. And in a way, I kind of feel sorry for this chick a little bit because she is bought into this of like being like uber tough and a little bit more masculine and getting tattoos and the septum piercing. And it's like, sorry, babe. All you are right now is a smash puppet. That's what dudes see you as. If you're covered in tattoos and with the septum piercing, the other nose piercing, it's going to be like, yeah, man, she looks like she'd be great for a smash, but she is not marriage material. And I think there are a lot of chicks right now walking around like her in this same sort of predicament that feel the same way. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it, this is kind of a, a, a no-brainer here. This is Captain Obvious coming in. There is, there is different types of, of people out there, and who you and this this chick right here. Look, she's an attractive person. She's by all accounts seems like she probably is fun and spicy. But you're right, Tom. I mean, the, here's how males look at it. Does she is she a, a dude who could just be fun or a chick who could just be fun to hang out with the dudes? You know? Hell yeah. Like yeah, it seems like it. Is she someone that you know if you're younger and your promiscuous days you want to have some fun with? Yeah, probably. Hell yeah. But are you marriage material? No. The the this? Yeah. How have you guys not noticed this yet? And this is what this is a, a big question for real for these younger generations because everyone deep down most not all but most have that kind of desire to to nurture a family, have kids, have a husband, someone to come home to, someone to to read the paper with, and we don't read papers anymore. But you know, lay around on Sunday morning. You deep down want that. You don't want it necessarily right away some people want to have their crazy times but deep down that's kind of inherent in there dudes look at people is this person great are they fun yes are they marriage material do i want to bring them home to mom do i want them to raise my children those are very different do you have cool tattoos and look good in your thong bikini cool that's great you there's a season of life for that maybe there really was that wasn't it was never really my jam but like there's a season of life for that for some people but then you're always going to get dumped for the person who to use your yeah. you know <laughs> description is like that because you're like I want that's that's what we want in marriage so I don't I don't I, just, I don't get how this is confusing to her and how this was some big revelation and I'm not saying that people who who stylize themselves and tap themselves I have no problem with tattoos I, I don't love the septum uh, nose ring but like I'm not saying that you can't get married and you can't find happiness but the vast majority of people are going to go for the, the woman who's then switching to a flannel button down and jeans and straight hair and a just a cute mom look like that's that's where most people are going because they look at them like that's marriage material <laughs> that's who i want to spend my life with yes this could be different over here but i'm, I'm talking about 50 years and i'm going to go this route 
Exactly. You know, the, the shelf life for a Smash Puppet isn't very long. And Smash Puppets get all the attention right off the bat. Their Instagrams are going to blow up. But it, it's just, it, it, it's very, it, everything is on the surface. It's about as shallow as an existence as you get. Yeah. And, you know, I don't mind tattoos. I've got a few tattoos myself. You know, tattoos on females, I guess I'm just of a different generation where I like to sport like Sailor Jerry and the things that are a little bit more old school where these, the, you know, the Gen Zers nowadays have, you know, tattoos of different sayings and like like paragraphs almost on them, which is like you got to really get close to the skin to, to read what it says and everything. And it, I, I'm not sure... You know, I, I'm not sure about this chick. I, I, I hope the best for her, but it just seems like, you know, you, you've, you try so hard to be different, and then what you actually really want is acceptance of the normies. Yeah. And that's what we're seeing right now. 100%. That's a, that's a perfect way of saying it. How do I set myself apart? And, and and then still get what I want and, and, and find that normal husband and have that normal family. And, and it is possible. I agree. I hope the best for her, too. She seems like she's a sweet girl. Just not necessarily very smart and up to up to speed on how things work. All right, this next one, this next one, I absolutely love. This happened over last weekend. I can't remember the school. Do you remember the school, Drew? I do. I'm looking at it, and the... I'd have to see the clip. I'm just seeing the band, and I'm seeing the stadium pretty empty at parts. Right. So what we've got, we've got, you know, a college band in the stands. I think this was, like, not maybe Texas Tech or Texas Southern. I'm pretty sure this was in Texas somewhere. So you've got a heckler coming up here in the ball cap trying to talk smack to the tuba player, and the tuba player's not having it. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> I love that because the the thing that I love most about this is whenever we think about marching band and people who are in bands, we always think about, at least I do, I think about the Cal Stanford game when the uh, the uh, trombone player gets taken out at the end, uh, end of the game, yeah. Cal ends up winning. And we always look at, you know, members of the band as being like, dorks and nerds and that sort of thing which a lot of them are yeah and especially the tuba player tuba players always get a bad rap because it's like it's like in little league baseball the fat kid's always the catcher and same thing with band the fat kid always seems to be the tuba player and then you have this dude coming up <laughs> with the ball cap on talking all kinds of shit and the tuba player keeps playing and just starts jacking the dude <laughs> that's what i was gonna say i love that he, he he continued to keep his mouth on the instrument. <laughs> He's and, still and in time. Look look at his look at his body. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, just don't be a dick and heckle people. Yes, most people in bands are nerds. Not all. Most are. Right. But it, it doesn't give you carte blanche to go up and heckle them at a game. They also provide great entertainment. It's part of college football. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure why you want to heckle the band out of everybody else in a stadium that you could possibly heckle. You chose the tuba guy. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna. It's, it's he's gonna be the strongest, one of the strongest. He's got to carry that all day. Yeah. yeah. Well, I also like you know, like I said before, I just think it's fantastic that he's able to deliver punches to this guy's yeah. face while still playing and keeping in time with the rest of the band. Yeah, multitasking. <laughs> yeah, good for him. Good. Yeah. It's very much multitasking. All right, Disco, let's see the next one. Oh, yeah. Oh, this one I've done a little bit of research on, and I know how much you guys love food. We talk about it all the time. I'm just going to play this for you. This is video from a Michelin, A1 Michelin restaurant in Rome that overlooks the Colosseum. And take a look at this dish, and let me know what you think if this was something you would order at a Michelin restaurant. Got a great view. I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty much. It's a pretty basic dish, right? Mac and yeah. cheese. Yeah, well, it, it's uh, pasta carbonara. Carbonara. Okay. Yeah. So I checked out this restaurant. It's called Amor in Rome, and this dish right here is the cheapest thing on the menu, which goes for thirty-six euros, which is you know approximately forty dollars, thirty-eight dollars. If you go to this restaurant, be prepared to spend at least two hundred dollars for your entree. Drew, does this does this meal does this little dish right here does this look forty dollars worth to you? That that is so small that it pisses me <laughs> off. Yeah. Now, I, I get it. You know, smalls. That, but that if it, if it's supposed to be an entree, hell no. I get going to places, you know, a tapas place or places that have small plates that you have a bunch of them and they're tiny and you you know use like your pinky finger and your thumb to like pick it up, but like. But then you get something bigger and more substantial. Uh, that, that's the problem with that. That's my, I like higher, nice, nicer restaurants. Uh, I, I'm not going to pretend that I don't. But that's the one thing that pisses me off about most of them is that they overcharge and under deliver in terms of quantity. It's like, great, where are we going for dinner as you walk out? <laughs> I just spent $500. And I feel like you guys want to go get dinner now? I'm starving. I'm starving. Like, I mean, <laughs> that's ridiculous. And I, I get it. The dish that that he's delivering is a simple dish, although you can definitely spice up a carbonara. But there's just so much anticipation. What's gonna come out? That's it. That's all that came out. That small amount. <laughs> yeah. There's not much of a presentation to it. Okay. But look at the view. But look at the view. That's true. I, I mean, if you do think about it, and I, I've I've had to. You know, doing some cooking and stuff around the house and everything. When you look at the the what they say is a serving of pasta, that is one serving, a true one serving of pasta, according to like what it says in the box and stuff. So yeah. like they're they're. Well, I'm so sick of people doing that too. They you know they do it with everything with pizza. I think with, it's not enough, by the way. It's it's not enough, but like, here, here's the deal. Stop making us do math. Like you look at a, a you know frozen pizza, or even you order a pizza for somewhere that you can find the calorie information from. Just tell me what it's going to cost me if I eat the whole fucking thing. Like <laughs> if you are a pig and you eat this whole thing, you will consume X amount. They're like one serving is. 290 calories. There are eight or 12 servings in the dish. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm just going to eat them all. Oh, yeah. so. <laughs> just, just tell me, hey, 
fat ass. Here's what you're going to do if if you're dumb, and I, I appreciate that kind of stuff. Put it in those terms. If you're dumb and you eat the whole thing, here's how many calories you would, you're You would eat. buy stock in that company. I totally would. You know what's funny that you mentioned that with the calories that come on different boxes and everything. Yesterday, I made a pizza at home, a frozen pizza, Tombstone, and my wife actually. God bless you. Tombstone brings <laughs> us back. Yep. And she she put it in the uh, in the oven for me, and she was reading the box when it came out, and it usually says you know uh, 350 calories per serving. A serving is you know two slices or whatever. On the back of the Tombstone box, she read it, and it. The wording said, um, your portion is not how many it is. It said your portion is. It was very, like, direct and, like, demanding that you Hmm. only eat two slices of pizza. So, of course, once, you know, I see something like that, I go the opposite direction. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, cardboard box, you're not the boss of me. You're not going to tell me what to do. (laughs) I love it. We're just not having this. All right, Disco, let's see the next one. Oh, this one before before we roll this. There's some of these that I pick out for absurdia. You know, are, are, some are absurd. Others are just a little bit weird. I really enjoy anything that has some kind of like physical activity to it that I can't do. I think with like some work, me, you, and Disco might be able to pull this off. But check out these dudes. <laughs> I saw this one the other day. This is insane. <laughs> the timing, everything. I mean, here's the, here's the question. How many times did they have to do it to get that take? Yeah, absolutely. I, I have no idea. We'll never know. We'll never know. As but far as we impressive. know, it was the first take. It's really impressive. Yeah. I mean, it's a weird-ass thing to accomplish. I don't know how you set out to do that. But, what's, but they did it, and it's I don't know how they did it. My, really my question impressive. is, are these guys up here, were they all – Already friends hanging out, or did was one person like, all right, we need certain people certain heights because the the size and the how high they jump is perfect. Right, right. I think they're part of like an acrobatic troupe or something. Okay, just kind of like looking at these guys, they're all really fit and they all have at least these two. Well, actually, these three have a look like they're some sort of performer with the hair, with the you know facial hair and everything. So that would be my guess. Or like at circus school. Yeah, in circus school or some kind of like, you know, Russian acrobat troupe or something like that. Or maybe just a band of gypsies that go around Manhattan stealing money from people. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. <laughs> All right, so, so this we got one more video. So, Drew, this final video <laughs> is something that I've been doing a lot of research on. Actually, Disco sent it to me. and Disco it, got me on it. <laughs> yeah, and now I'm, I'm obsessed with it. I'm having, you know. I've commissioned this person, this uh, uh, sculpt, sculptor, to uh, make a complete chess set. And also, <laughs> with the leftover remnants, um, I'm also having uh, little hummels made for you and Disco for Christmas. So here it is. Just listen and read, okay, Drew? Okay. 
We are gonna turn this powdered semen sample into the cutest little elephant ever. My client reached out and she wanted a single pearl, but she also wanted something including her favorite animal, which is an elephant. So she shipped her partner's semen sample all the way to us. We took the liquid, turned it into a powder. I incorporated it into the clay. She wanted it marbled with blues. Before I incorporate the jizzy clay, I um, sculpted out the base first. And then what I like to do is drape um, the semen included clay um, over top of the base that I made. Usually for sculptures, if I'm incorporating um, ashes, then the ashes are part of the core of the piece. For semen or breast milk, I always like to do it um, as a drape layer over top. That way you can really see the natural coloring of whether it be the semen sample or the breast milk really shine through, whether it's marbled with other colors or not. Once I got all of the pieces assembled and it looking, well, like an elephant, I got to the detail work and the texturing to give it more of that elephant skin look and feel and of course I had to put his trunk up because an elephant with their trunk up is always good luck and here he is he's more of a big jizzy elephant than a small one but he turned out so flippin good I still need to get his sealant coat on but here he is all baked and the leftover beads and single pearl that I'll be doing as well there you go, Drew. <laughs> it's a little bit of a preview of what you have to look forward to for Christmas. And you know what? I've sent this bitch so many loads that she's going to be making like a, a sculpture of like a horse like this to put your mailbox in. <laughs> So every time that you go out to the mailbox and open it up, you'll think of me. <laughs> I'll have lots of thoughts like I do now. I did I, I, I did not anticipate how, uh, Jizzy Element. How, 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 did, how, did, how does someone stumble upon in, into this career? That, that's the I, I literally sent that to him a few weeks ago, think, thinking the same thing. His response is, well, I know I'm getting you and Drew for Christmas. <laughs> and I sent it to my wife, and she's like, yeah, you kind of put yourself into that one. <laughs> I was like, well, how do you turn it into a powder? I, I, I'm just not interested in the process. <laughs> I, I just can't imagine looking at something on your bookshelf or whatever and being like, there's part of me in there. It's yeah. part of me. That's just such a weird thing to, to work with. It. I know once you turn it into a powder and, and change the makeup of it and all of that stuff, it's different, just like ashes are. And obviously she works with that too. But... I, I just there's a lot of things I don't want to do. That's way up towards the top of the list dealing with people's semen, breast milk and ashes. I just so I guess the question is when the gift comes in and you open it, you're going to know what it is. Are you going to tell your wife what it's made out of or are you just going to be like, "Hey, look what Tom got us." I'm I'm not I, Are you going to let your kids open the mailbox? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not accepting this. It's too late. It's already I'm, on the way. I'm Indian gifting it right back to you. <laughs> Bro, there was so much. Dude, I really had, I had two laptops going, a lot of Gatorades. <laughs> you know, it just... It, <laughs> The process of getting the samples to her, man. I don't. I don't think you can appreciate how much effort goes into a statue, a horse statue, for your mailbox. I, I, yeah, I think I can. Um, I also don't. I, that's absurdia. That's that's. I mean, if that's not absurd, I don't know what what is. Thank you, Tom, for taking us on yet another 
journey to the town of Absurdia. I do what I can, and I just want to know how much that would cost for an elephant statue. I think a lot. I think a lot, um, but I also, I'm ready to move on from this conversation. Um, jizzy elephant with his <laughs> trunk up. Dear Lord, I'm sorry, audience. For the people who've stuck around, uh, <laughs> that, that's that's special. That's special. Um, I, I, again, I, I, I'm the, I walked us into that. It was on, it's on me. I take full responsibility of it. But my wife now is interested to see what sculpture is going to be sent to us on Christmas. Um, she's like, I won't touch it. The horse just... mailbox. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, <laughs> that was like weeks and weeks of, you know, going back deep to like the Paris Hilton video, the Pam Anderson and Tommy Lee. And yeah, I, th I did think your wrist looked a little strong. <laughs> um, I wasn't going to say anything. I didn't know what it was about. It's personal for you. Um, I get it. Uh, okay, let's finish off the week. Uh, did we? Did you guys send some of these in? Huh? Uh, for memes? Yeah, I, I've added some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's finish off the week with That's Meme-tastic. That's, That's Meme-tastic. Meme That's meme We should do that one more time. All right, it's that time of week. We look at some of the better memes, some serious, some funny. Disco throws them up. We talk about it. Sometimes we laugh. Sometimes we lament. And then we move on. And yeah. that's what we're going to do right now. First meme, Go. We've heard lots of orange man bats. <laughs> There's Michelle wearing his dress. Um, very masculine, handsome. Look at the size of her, his hands. Yeah. Massive. That could be good for something like we just talked about. Um, okay. I could have used his help. <laughs> discussion and you see it a lot now and it's and there's look there is some truth to it there's there's but there's also not some truth to it but there's all this discussion i saw someone post the other day uh and, and it was something along the lines of you know what you know why law enforcement doesn't bug me because i don't do anything wrong and then i saw this and this is probably a better version you can be as polite as you want the state will still fucking kill you Oh, yeah. It doesn't matter if you've broken a bunch of laws or if you think you're being polite or kind or just fitting in. That's not how the system works anymore. That's how the system should work. We're not living in the world of should anymore. You can't exist on a daily basis without breaking at least one law. Yeah. I mean, that's just the way that it is. And to think that you don't break any, it's like, you know, people are always like, oh, you know, I, you know, the government can take a look at my computer and can take a look at my health records. I have nothing to hide. It's like, well, you actually do, because they're the ones who are deciding whether you've broken any laws or not. It's not up to you to decide that. Yeah. And so if they do decide that you've broken some laws and they send the FBI just be hopeful that if they do, they don't send HRT to come get you because <laughs> you won't come out alive. We know how that goes. We know how that goes. Uh, okay, next meme. I loved this one. <laughs> it's a Lego set for Gaza, and it's just a bunch of gray pieces 
because that's how it looks right now. And people, that's so heart, uh, heartless. I laughed so me. hard when I saw this I one. I did too. I got, I mean, it's the, the first giggle is always the best giggle, but when I saw that come through my feed, I thought it was just amazing. And it's true. That's, I mean, Gaza's seen better days uh, for sure right now. So good luck trying to put that back together. Uh, remember, <laughs> see, <laughs> this, this is just good. Let's just put it up. We've got a, 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 a race called in Kentucky for governor. Stacey Abrams gets the win, <laughs> which is amazing because she still thinks she won Georgia. She is a hot mess. Um, and certainly you can see her making this declaration. She won every governor race the other night. That's her. We got Epstein, Sam Bankman-Fried. Sam Bankman-Fried just got a big, long-ass term. And Epstein's giving him some wisdom. You'll be okay, Sam. Jail cameras will ensure your safety. <laughs> Do you think Sam Bankman-Fried... The Bankman-Fried? Yeah. Sam Bankman-Fried makes it through his... Uh, obviously, he's not going to make it through his whole term because it's over 100 years. He's not going to live that long. Do you think he makes it far into his term? No. No, I can't. I can't see him. See, I can't see SBF being very adaptable to prison life. No, I don't think so either. He's not going to like the food. He's not going to like the sex. He's not going to like the outfits. He's not going to like any of it. Yeah. Well, you know, you, you get yourself wrapped up in the wrong stuff with the wrong people, and and don't take the plea. Yeah, and <laughs> and and then they kill you. They just—it's just a matter of which way they kill you. Uh, this one's great. It's the time of year for corn mazes. They had to simplify it down for Joe Biden. Here's uh, just a not even a stock, but remnants of a stock <laughs> standing there. Uh, just one, Ugh. and you know he'd screw it up. You know he would. Okay, what do we got next, Disco? Here's here's a Star Wars one. Leia saying, nice new hand to Luke. And then she jokes, did you get it from a secondhand store? And then Luke, LOL, I want to bang you so hard right now. Uh, it's, weird. <laughs> it's a weird relationship between the two, for sure. Um, Aren't they brother-sister? Yeah, they are. Yeah, but there was there was some romantic heat there for a little bit. And then Han came in, and it's it's complicated. Oh, yeah, trying to mainstream incest through science fiction. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was awkward. Uh, I think we did one similar to this last week. We got Yeah, just, they just keep coming up with new ones. I yeah. like, you know, it's... We got cute Britney. Darn cute Britney from way back when. Probably inappropriate to say cute Brittany, because of her age there. The USA we grew up in and the USA we live in now. And then we've, of course, got Brittany doing one of her knife dances. It is so crazy seeing those knife dances and how she keeps going back. Like, that's essentially who she is now. She's a knife dancer. She's not formerly a pop star, mega star. She's not even the, the, the subject of, of conversation, debate, and discussion over conservatorship. That, that's still very much a thing now. But, but she's a knife dancer. I know, and it turns me on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it's, it's the you, – you would watch her perform you know, when she was younger and all stuff and well put together, hitting all those moves all stuff. And then you watch her in these videos here where it's like, what happened? Yeah. Like, were you always this bad? And we were just mystified by how beautiful you were. But it's just. <sighs> she was. She was so beautiful. Um, I, don't, I don't think she falls in that category. I mean, she's, she's trailer park beautiful now. 
in, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You, 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 there's going to be some sense of fear that you have when you're with her. Right, right. <laughs> but That's you're, the best. <laughs> it's to each his own. <laughs> um, okay, let's feed through a couple more here. Um, stop. This is just some wisdom. Stop being so fucking forgiving. People know exactly what the fuck they're doing. They do. Dark, yeah. depressing. True. Fact check. True. All right. All right. So this one is a series okay of photos okay all right so it's 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 a longer meme okay all right all right so first one men in 480 bc we got you know some spartan types men in 800 ad they're showing some vikings which it's kind of a weak picture for vikings yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. men in 1700 men in 1870 okay Men in 1939, we got some war pictures. Men in 1948, some more war pictures. Men now, yeah, dressed up as women or morbidly obese. Yes. Well, and even the morbid obese, like, he's got two different color eyes. He's wearing oh, yeah. makeup. Like, there's more going on in that. That's kind of an interesting look. You got, like, the old traditional suspenders, an old just basic white long or quarter, three-quarter sleeve shirt. And then makeup and and some contacts. Do you ever wear makeup? No. Well, well, I have on TV. No, just like around the no. house. Yeah, that's that was never my jam. <laughs> just around the house. Yeah, <laughs> honey, it's time for me to put my makeup on. I'm at home now. <laughs> no, I don't. I, I don't even do it now for for this. Like I used to for when we were on Blaze and if you do you know stuff on Fox and stuff like that for sure, but not yeah. um, not now. I know. I never understood cross dressing. You know, there, there's some people that I've known who are like, yeah, I like to put on a dress, do my nails, put on makeup, you know, just to unwind. And I'm like, I, I have never, that seems like a lot of work. That's not, that's not unwinding. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're, you're going out of your way to do more stuff. And then by the way, you got to undo all of it and take it off. Yeah. No, not for me. Like that, like that mayor in Alabama that killed himself on that low speed chase where he was like, you know, I just, it, it's something that I like to do that I've always liked dressing as a woman since I was a kid. <laughs> it's been a tough day at work. Let me put my bra on and a slip. Do people wear slips anymore? I don't know. How about a girdle? Did you ever do that? Did you ever do that with like your grandmother's girdle? You'd hide it like in your backpack at stop, school and stop. just like rub it on your cheek whenever you got scared. Last meme. <laughs> <laughs> last meme. We've got one last one. Uh, I'm, so, I'm just. I know. So many questions. <laughs> so many questions right now. I need to hire a, a, a Red Beach therapist. therapist yeah. Um, I talked with Tom today. <laughs> <laughs> it's not for Tom. It's for yeah, us. Exactly. Um, yeah. Okay, what's, we got one last meme, folks. What is a disco? Y'all, y'all ever just laugh at something really dark and just sit there like, "What is wrong with me?" All the time. Yeah, that's pretty much. Uh, yeah, that's kind of time. just what the show is. Yeah. Uh, in a nutshell. I saw that and it made me. I'm like, this. This is the way we're wrapping up. Meme tastic. Okay. So. No, it's true. It's true. Uh, it's true that the show is coming to an end, and we appreciate not just tonight, not forever. Uh, we appreciate you guys spending some time with us today. Thank you so much for being here. Please hit that like button on the way out if you have not already. We greatly appreciate that. Make sure you're subscribed. If you're new here, welcome. We've got the best crew on the planet. They will treat you kindly. They will respect you uh, as long as you respect them, that is. Uh, so please make sure you're subscribed. Uh, we'll look forward to seeing you on Monday. Tom going to be sitting 
sitting in this chair on Monday. Oh, uh, yeah. I will be out Monday, but uh, back Tuesday, uh, Wednesday, Thursday. So look forward to all of that. We'll uh, see you next week. Have a great weekend. Be safe. Be smart. Be free.